Hello, and welcome to Two Dudes Talk Tattoos, a podcast about tattooing and a bunch of other stuff. I'm your co-host, Ryan Othus. You can find me online at Instagram, R-I-A-N underscore O-T-H-U-S, uh, at bettertattooing.com and the YouTube channel, Better Tattooing. We just started that this year, and we're already doing pretty good, so anyone who's gone and subscribed to that, thank you so much. My co-host, Brian, is not here because this is how we do things. I just record, and then he likes to, you know, do what he's doing and just come on and give some opinions. That's always a lot of fun. Uh, Brian can be found online at the Scarlet Veil Tattoo Gallery in Corvallis, Oregon. God, I don't remember where that was from. Uh, he also owns a Tailored Fit Tattoo Gallery in Rogers, Arkansas. You can find both of us on Facebook as well as Instagram. And you can find his uh, personal tattoo page. I believe it's still Brian Matthew. That's one one T on Matthew. Brian Matthew underscore illustrations at Instagram and Brian underscore Matthew underscore tattoos as well. If I didn't get it right, Brian, just tell me. I don't know why I haven't looked this up and just actually memorized your stuff by now. I mean, we're like 20 shows in. You figure I'd get it, hey? Mm. Anyways, it's 97 degrees out in the garage right now. Drinking water. No alcohol, surprisingly enough, because we've got a long trip ahead of us for the next three days. Going to be out of town. It's been a lot of travel this time of year, uh, which is actually kind of like backwards. Most of the time, we're usually kind of a little bit more steady, static near home uh, in the summer, which is nice. But uh, I work in a few different places, and the demand in one of the shops is much higher than other places. So that's always a lot of fun. Um, anyways, I'm just rambling. Sorry. That's just how I be today. Um this week we didn't have a guest on. Uh, it's my fault. I had just scheduled stuff incorrectly because I had a few health issues over the past couple weeks that kept me out of uh, standard normal rotation, I guess you could say. Uh, but everything is okay now. And uh, next week we're going to be having really cool dude on, uh, Adira, who's a buddy of mine who works down in Texas. He talks about DNA vaccines and tattoos. It's fun. Let's see what happens with that. But this week, it's just going to be me and Brian talking again. We go over a few things. This is kind of a fun episode. We've been, we've been getting a lot of questions being sent in various different platforms. People want to discuss stuff about tattooing, which has been great. I mean, I, I think that both of us being educators, it kind of feels a little bit more natural to be sitting there answering questions, you know, kind of, kind of jibbing on a few people when they write in stuff that is considered, I guess, more basic foundational knowledge. But... Uh, maybe not as as prevalent as maybe me and brian assume that it is so if anyone's feelings did get hurt i, I apologize in advance it's all just some good fun you know we're not trying to rag on anyone at all we always want people to be improving all the time so that's kind of the whole point when we started doing this stuff is to bring more of the i don't know what je ne sais quoi of tattooing forward rather than just leaving it in the dark um what else has been going on? Well, this this uh, we got a proper proper sponsor past you know Dragon Hawk, which I mean to begin the show right now. If you are looking for a new machine, head over to Dragon Hawk Tattoo Supply. Use the code Two Dudes, one word T W O D U D E S at checkout to save ten percent, or maybe it's fifteen percent now. I don't know. We got a lot of people going over there, so thanks everyone for going and doing that. Um, yeah, Dragon Hawk's rad. They make good machines for cheap. You don't have to spend twelve hundred bucks to feel like a pro. Anyways, the real, and I get air quotes from real sponsorship, is with a, a big company. I'm doing the ad reads today, and it's driving me nuts. Uh, I don't like how things are worded, but that's okay. I'm not in advertising. I'm throwing up such big air quotes. I almost gave myself whiplash, but that's fine. Um, what do we got for homework this week? You know, because Brian and I are sitting there talking about 
just a bunch of stuff. It's just kind of like more of a hangout sesh. I didn't get to see him when he came to town because of all the health problems um, that I was going through. But uh, we did get to do a nice long recording. I think this one's going to clock in at around two hours. So I guess the homework is listen to the show. Ha, 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 ha. Isn't that dumb? Um, no, listen to the show anyways. But things to think about for this week. Maybe we can do it coming up for the next one here. Um, for, yeah, it's homework for the next show. This one's This one's just more of a riff. We'll say for the next show, we need to think about how the body fights invaders, pathogens, right? things that can make us sick, and how possibly being scared of needles, you know, maybe you're scared of medical establishments, things like this, how that could possibly influence public health at scale, we'll say globally. If you don't like doctors and you don't like hypodermic hollow core needles being shoved into your skin, Maybe you have an actual phobia of it. Maybe you just don't like it. Maybe whatever. Or you don't like the feeling of getting a vaccine. How would you like it if you didn't have to get stabbed with a needle that deep? What if it was just a pinprick? What if it was something that didn't even produce blood, exudate, nothing? What if it was just like a sewing needle that barely touched your skin? Is that something that you'd like? Is that something that you would go for over something else? And I'm not saying to go home and test by stabbing yourself with a hypodermic needle and a sewing needle to see which one hurts worse. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Leave your body alone. What I'm saying is maybe there's alternatives to tricking the body into fighting a virus, fighting you know bacteria, fighting invading pathogens that can make us sick that doesn't have to be as invasive. You know, when they came up with laparoscopic surgery, they stopped cutting people from stem to stern to get access right and it was innovative and it was neat it was like why hadn't we thought of this from the beginning it seems pretty simple yes now we can do it because we have digital cameras which is kind of the requisite for this but if you can do something that's not going to be as destructive shouldn't you do it question mark on that one i don't know that's going to be our stuff for next week if you want to go ahead and check out uh adira's stuff just go type in dna tattoo vaccine into google favorite search browser whatever a duck duck go i don't know what the hell it is uh and and just go check him out he's really cool it'll be fun to talk to him anyways i've been reading ad copy for the past hour and a half and my brain is dead so i want to thank you all for tuning in and listening if you get a chance after the show to go and leave us a review on apple uh, itunes give us a star like on spotify or give us a thumbs up on any other place you can uh that would be that'd be great it's been helping us pop up in the ratings section and we're in the top 50 in apple now apple podcasts uh for art and design which is wild i never thought that that would happen so thank you to everyone who's left a review so far i think we're around 10 it only took 10 to break the top 50 could you imagine if we got 100 it'd be like world domination tattooing wise um and that's it so i'll leave you with the show now Thank you very much for listening, and we will talk to you again at the end of this. Bye for now.
we can chit chat about that. Yeah. There was something else that was funny, and I can't remember what it was. Maybe it'll come up during conversation. <laughs> I don't know. I know yeah. there was something that I was laughing about, and I was pretty sure I messaged it to you, but I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either, dude. We... My last two weeks is a blur. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Artwork you're putting out is cool. I like that snail shit that you had done, or the sorry, the fucking moth with the ferns and the plants and stuff. I don't know why I keep saying snail shit, but um, that was fucking rad, dude. I really like the, the palette that you chose on that. It worked well with that skin. It was cool. Yeah, very Art Nouveau. Yeah. Oh, totally. It was like I a lithographic print. Wanted, right. I wanted yeah. like the the take on Art Nouveau without having to like label it Art Nouveau. <laughs> right. Like that's why I threw in the kind of realism moth and snail. Yeah. I was like, I don't want it to be solely nouveau or something, because I feel like that would have been boring. Yeah. So had to put in a little bit more realism on the characters that uh, was cool yeah i showed that picture to, i think three people and i sold three tattoos from your work <laughs> nice i'm like this is my friend it showed them like oh i want that i'm like i know you do because it's, <laughs> it's really cool right <laughs> it was neat with the cal- uh, color choices on that though because i mean like the skin tone it was that the one that was just difficult to maybe it took a little bit longer than than normal we'll say difficult skin yeah it was slightly rough skin um but i worked on somebody uh like two days after that that had far worse skin (laughs) Uh, so like her skin was just it was just iffy in spots and everything that i did on that was done with a seven mag and probably should have been done with a five mag because it was actually really tiny all those tiny little spaces and bullshit yeah all those each individual little pink flower petal is only like a quarter of a fucking inch big or something. Oh, no shit. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's tight. That, that whole tattoo is almost the size of my hand. Oh, it's, no kidding, dude. It's fucking tiny. Oh, wow. So she was not a, a tall person, we'll say. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Holy cow. I thought it was way bigger. That's cool. Oh, I dude. know. So when I drew it. the timeline on that, I'm like, holy shit. Like, you really put some hours into that, bro. Holy cow. <laughs> When I drew it in my head, I pictured that it was going to be huge. Yeah. And then once I printed it off, I was just like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I did that this week too. I had a a mandala with all these like leaves and stuff, whatever. And I I had a picture in my head that it was going to be an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, right? Just, just the mandala plus the accents and stuff. And I printed it out and it was one quarter of an eight and a half by 11 i was like fuck me i was like bug three just you know cross-eyed fucking trying to do shit and that took me way too long just an outline on this fucking mandala took me like three hours right which, which for me is like everyone was like what's wrong with you today ryan why aren't you talking i'm like get fucked my eyes just <laughs> got a picture that's been healing up well so that's good but mm. that's the theme of this week nothing was sized right in my brain you know, it's kind of how this whole week went for me too. Yeah. Everything was way smaller than originally intended. <laughs> so everything, of course, took twice as long as it was supposed to. But yeah. got the job done. That's all that fucking matters. Uh, that's I'm not gonna complain about it. Yeah, that's something that people don't know too. Is like, I, 
they always think it like size is going to dictate how long it's going to take to get something fucking done and that's not the fucking way that it works <laughs> yeah no you know like if i like draw out a sleeve to be a sleeve chances are i'm gonna blast through that shit you know because yeah. i'm just gonna use the needle groupings i'm comfortable with mm. i just know how i'm gonna approach it and everything else if i draw something and then have to shrink it down oh, that fuck. makes it take twice as long and that's what people don't get like yeah. shrinking it does not make it go faster it makes it take longer it because does. then we have to fight the entire design the whole way through yeah <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's a good comparison. I don't know if you've seen my Instagram. I put up that picture. It's a sleeve. It's going to be flowers and planets in the solar system. Yeah, I just saw that, I think. So all the gray shading, they did that in two and three quarter hours. (laughs) 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 And I said, like, normally I'll take a break, like, every 45 minutes to get up and stretch. And I got to walk my legs. Do I just sat down and I fucking went? The lady I was tattooing, she's like, hey, Ryan, why haven't you taken a fucking break? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I guess it's because I'm getting healthy now. And I just kept fucking working. I just, like crush the whole arm in that amount of time she's all jesus christ man i think i kind of shot myself on the dollars there but yeah here you go have a nice fucking day <laughs> right but it's big right there's that 11 mag and a fucking like a, a loose three and just like mob through it in two and three quarter hours which is probably not the best but <laughs> time wise for my pocketbook that's cool and then we're gonna do the planets and that we're all going to be doing it like uh you, you know uh nasa photos of earth at night and you can see like the lights and stuff so nice. we're going to do that so instead of just having the planets like full bright sunshine all of them are going to be cascading into darkness which i thought was kind of cool right just think of how great the uh new universe tattoos and bullshit are going to be with the uh james webb fucking oh dude that's gonna be so cool right the reference photos for everything are just gonna get so much better now that's gonna be fucking rad ah thank god we love you hubble but you (laughs) didn't work well enough for us outdated goddamn dinosaur (laughs) what was it four megapixels get fucked (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny dude uh anyways the rest of your trip has been good so far you guys are still everything's going good you know yeah uh Jumping into things though, um, the uh, I tattooed this firefighter guy, right? And he wanted to schedule a touch up session. And I don't generally get a lot of touch up no. requests, no. but uh, he scheduled one. So, of course, I immediately started panicking, wonder how much I fucked up this tattoo. Right? <laughs> oh, I and know that's red. Yeah. <laughs> when he oh. finally showed up, even seeing his arm from across the parking lot, I was like, man, that looks fucking great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So when he got closer, I was like, so what's going on with your arm? What the fuck? And he started showing me his arm. And he's got all these small little scars all over his arm. Right. I was like, what is this? He's like, well, it turns out uh, when we were tattooing him, you know, so I did the first session of color work on his arm. There was a lot of red. And um, when he came back after that was healed, the red that we did, uh, a lot of red and orange and shit like that on his forearm and etc. All had these like big chunks of blobby white skin built up on top you of it. Shown me that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. did send you pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so inevitably, I ended up just being like, "Man, that is 
I don't know what to tell you about that because that's not something that would normally happen from tattooing. You know, yeah. I was like, there's a chance, a very small chance. I just scarred the shit out of you. Yeah, I guess. totally. Right. But not if I just colored your entire fucking arm and only these weird little places have issues. I was like, I don't know exactly what it is, but you should definitely have a dermatologist check it out. Yeah. So he took my word for it, um, went and scheduled with a dermatologist, and he said it took him eight months to get in to see the dermatologist. Fuck, no way. Yeah. So the longer he (laughs) waited to see the dermatologist, the bigger these things got on his arm, right? Yeah. Finally gets in to see the doctor, right? And they chop some shit off, biopsy it and all that shit, check it. Turns out it was skin cancer. Okay. The guy was riddled with these uh, cancerous blobs all over the place, and those were just the ones that we could see on top. No right? shit. So inevitably, our speculation is the idea that uh, tattooing his arm affected it in such a way that it caused the cancer to go to the surface and present itself. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, I could see that kind of happening, right? Because like certain times, if you have a specific trauma on an area that's like precancerous or like cancerous, maybe it's like deeper in the tissues, the remodeling actually can force it up so it'll present itself. So that's actually really interesting. I mean, at the same time, reds and oranges, super inflammatory, maybe had a mild sensitivity to it. It was deeper set and it fucking just shoved it way up. That's that's super duper cool, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I was pretty so fascinated. Cool. That's fucking but, uh, great. He diagnostic test. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he had to get all that shit chopped out of his arm and then have it all stitched back together. So there was just bits and pieces of the tattoo all like scarred oh. up and where they had to suture everything back together. So we just did a quick touch up and hit up all the scars, re-leveled everything out because it, it turned, it put it like a big U shape. Oh no! Where sh- the skin pulled. Oh, so they excised so, like a good chunk or chunks out of this dude's fucking arm, eh? Right, so instead of having a line straight across his wrist, there was a U that ended up being on his wrist where like the skin was pulled upwards towards his so elbow. Just, it was a straight incision, took out a chunk, and then just slowly pulled it back up and fucking curved it. Right. Oh, fuck, that's cool. <laughs> so we leveled everything back up. Yeah. How were the surgical SARS after uh, after having an excision done? Was not too bad? Not raised? Not like... No, they were really the- good. They were... Um, Maybe like a millimeter wide white scar, but smooth to the touch. No shit. He had a good surgeon. Holy right? shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you should have seen it, Ryan. That was fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> wow. That's cool. Uh, what's your thoughts, at least like now that, that the, I guess this second slash pass or whatever has been done, what do you think is going to happen with the skin moving forward with a scar tissue and stuff? I think it's going to blend fine. I think it should be all right. It, uh, once again, it, it didn't feel weird when I was tattooing over it or anything. It didn't feel like harder than the skin uh, around it, you know. Mobile. It's not like how to just right. yeah, that's cool, dude. But it's like uh tattooing over some of like um like large mastectomy scars and stuff, and those like really heavy, like strong right. adhesion level. <laughs> They're non-mobile. You tattoo over it, and you're just like well, okay, I wonder if that's going to hold, right? We're not putting any detail near this shit. That's going to be some background, right? So if it holds, that'd be cool. Remember the design you have was pretty complex too, right? Well, like your complex, of course. So 
Yeah, cool St. Florian, uh, fire that went all the way up his arm, mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of houses and shit at the bottom of it were like on fire and stuff. It was rad and, as fuck, yeah. <laughs> I like you're talking about it and you're smiling. You're like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> It sounds like when you're describing it out loud, it sounds like a really uh, dark image. Yeah. But the way that we did it presented it in kind of a bright light, you know, yeah. like, it's a wholesome image. It's not some <laughs> sadistic, weird shit. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, it's not, not everything has to be metal. Some things can be right. beautiful, even if it's destructive. Yeah. That's fucking great, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Any other life-saving procedures you've done this, uh, you've done this week? No, but I did have the world's most challenging matching tattoos. They were essentially matching half sleeves. <laughs> no shit. Oh yeah. Uh, I probably showed you a picture of the design. It's like a armored fox character guy oh. riding a whale through a dark stormy sea. And <laughs> no, actually, I don't think I've seen that one. That's That looks fun. Yeah, let me actually check. Excuse me. Man, I'm not eating anything but fucking spinach and chicken broth right now. Nice. Yeah, I got hiccups for days. Did um, you send me that one? The people I tattooed it on tagged me in a side-by-side -side photo of it on Instagram. So I did? I'm checking that out right now. <laughs> I gotta see this. Because I know it's like, those are always just, they're so rough, dude. You know, like, I, I hate doing matching tattoos. If they're Larger than like a, a, a playing card, you know? Right. As soon as it starts getting there, like every square inch larger that you get exponentially, it increases the fucking difficulty of that shit. That was the thing. So like, I thought that this was just going on one person, right? So I drew it and it's super complex and like just really ornate design. And then like three weeks before the appointment, the chick I was messaging was like, Oh yeah, and my husband's gonna get the same tattoo. Oh, I was like, "What do you mean get the same tattoo?" She's like, "Well, this is gonna be a matching tattoo." Oh I was man! Just immediately, like, fuck my fuck. life. Yeah, <laughs> had you already sent over some of the uh, some of the artwork or anything, or no? Yeah, I sent everything over. So, like, the fully done image, I was like, "Here's the thing," and Shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, man, that's rough. Oh, wait, let's see. Oh, yeah. Sorry, what's up with all this? What the fuck? You have a lot of people tagging you and stuff. And you have a weird tag. I don't know, I never check it. Yeah, you're, you're tagged stuff on Instagram. Somebody's asking for money <laughs> under their own account. Nice. And I work here. Give me some money. I don't know why. Some weird kind of heavy set bespeckled girl. <laughs> and a whole lot of katana stuff. So anyways. That's fucking cool. Yeah, send me a picture afterwards. Dude. I actually like to see that. That'd be kind of interesting. That's just those matching tattoos are just rough. What's in the background? Is somebody watching a fucking yeah, Cassie turned the TV on. Oh. 
There's like a million rooms around here with <laughs> doors and all kinds of stuff. It sounds like I'm hearing like David Attenborough talk or some shit. Maybe I'll just change rooms here. Real quick. <laughs> I'm keeping this in the show. This is going to make the final cut for sure. Dude. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny as fuck. Uh See if this becomes echoey and weird. Yeah. <clears throat> These katana's been tagging all of her stuff in your fucking shop. That's good. I've never actually looked and seen who tags me and what. So mm. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a million fucking things. You got a lot of Mr. Jim tagging you. Yeah, Jim he tags me and messages me and all kinds of shit. All the time. Uh, you guys are like fucking besties, bro. Biggest thieves. <laughs> no, when I first met Jim, I was like, this dude's going to fucking hate me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny as hell, dude. He's a, I like him. I, I sent him a message. I was like, hey, we want to do the quarterly art review with Mr. Jim Foreman. Of the art collective gallery uh we want to start giving you or giving you some time to tell us you know what's what's going on in the art world and what's hip explain some art shit to us make our <laughs> make our listeners more informed he was like yeah it sounds great i love to fucking do that <laughs> yeah well the first time i met him right i was like oh man he's in arkansas he might be like one of these strict christian people and all this shit i was like i gotta be like you know like uh censor myself and all this shit and then a drunken me was in the gallery one night just fucking ranting and raving about <laughs> van gogh and all these assholes and all this shit and why they all suck and like we clicked but didn't uh agree you know <laughs> I got respect for you. I like your ideas. You're very opinionated, you know. <laughs> he, he was a good dude, man. I thought that was you great. No, once I once I uh, found out he was from New York, I was just like, oh, we're gonna, no, it's we're gonna fine. fine. It's fine. Yeah, I've always found that dude. If I'm like anyone from the East Coast, you're from PA, you're from fucking New York, anywhere, uh, New England, I'm fine. It doesn't matter. Right. They got a different sensibility level than the rest of the fucking world, right? <laughs> They yeah, don't get their, get hurt when you have an opinion. <laughs> it's my favorite type of people, you know. Yeah, you'll walk around, you just be like, "This is my idea. This is my opinion," and they automatically don't think that you're pushing it on them. That's great. <laughs> you can just have an opinion. They'll look at you and be like, "That's cool." Here's my opinion, and then they just say it. You're like, "Oh, I don't fucking agree with you. I don't agree with you." Want to grab a beer? Yeah, that sounds great. I love that. It's the way all conversations should just work. Fucking like, should work, dude. You don't have to agree on everything, right? Like, fuck me and you talk all the time, and we barely agree <laughs> on anything. We fucking never do. Like, this is my opinion, and we'll go for like an hour or two on something, and then it's like one of us is just like, all right, I'm just, I'm actually too tired from this. Yeah, okay, cool. You know. <laughs> well, we're both too bullheaded to fucking back down. I could see us holding on to some of this shit for fucking weeks, dude. So, as not fucking worth it right now yeah. uh, also i am drinking wine and not grape juice i have not had a glass of wine in like a fucking 
I guess since the last time that we actually like recorded, it's been a little while. So I'm not a huge fan of wine. Uh, I love port wine. Port oh, I wine's love amazing. Port. That's fucking rad. Dude. Um, that's because you're Irish. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we do back home. You get a good old bottle of port. You start off with the thirty dollar bottles of booze. Work on down to that seven dollar bottle of port. End up in the. I, I keep trying to tell Jim that he's got to buy some port wine, and we'll just get fucking wino shit faced. <laughs> but uh, no, I used to buy Taylor Flatgate all the time, and like uh, Taylor Flatgate's three hundred dollars a bottle, but it's but that's the best. That's that's different. That's not you know normal port. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, the, this is like collector series. Best of the best fucking port wine. Yeah, <clears throat> but it's the best tasting shit you'll ever drink. Mm. It's just amazing. Yeah, never actually heard of that stuff. I went on a big bender for a little while when I was just like single <clears throat> for the kids, just you know, tattooing seven days a week. I didn't have anything to do, but just like kept putting money in a fucking shoebox, right? And right. I got like this shoebox full of hundred dollar bills. I'm like, fuck, I feel like a drug dealer. I had to go <laughs> spend it on shit. So I just went out and bought like a bunch of really expensive wine. And it was cool. Man, that money evaporated really quick, man. <laughs> I need to go out and buy a it, well, I guess maybe you know, 17 years from now when the babies are older, I can go buy a nice expensive bottle of port and see how that feels. As long as I'm not fucking dead by then. Which that would be funny. Uh, so I've been uh, occupying some of my time looking at Facebook because I it, I just finally joined it because the podcast group right, and uh, I joined a couple groups on there like Tattoo Artists and Apprentice Pacific Northwest Tattoo or stuff like that, and uh, the Apprentice stuff is just a bunch of at home tattooers <laughs> trying to get yeah. information on how to fix stuff. Have you ever seen that group before? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. There's a lot of people tattooing on fake skin, putting up this stuff that they're just like shooting way above their fucking pay grade for this stuff, you know? And they'll be like, oh, it's a fake skin. It took me 120 hours to finish this thing. So, I was a member on there for hmm. like three days. Yeah. And then got kicked off the page. But same same principle. These fuckers are uh, just tattooing the hell out of silicone and all this shit. So I commented on one of them, and they were like, what do you guys think I should do to like get a little better at this blah, blah, blah? And I was like, how about you just tattoo some fucking triangles, idiot? <laughs> oh, so like, they were just like immediately like, what the fuck's that going to be? That's stupid. That's the worst advice anybody's ever told me. I was like, it's not. I was like, you not. can't tattoo for shit. If you just sit down and tattoo 200 fucking triangles, mm -hmm. by the time you got to 200, you'd know how to fucking tattoo a straight line. Yep. Yep. To avoid blowouts, line meets. This is such a good technical piece of advice. And people treated you like shit for having good right. advice. Because <laughs> you didn't say, oh, I love everything about you. Here, let me coddle your fucking wounds because you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you can't just like immediately go in trying to do this psycho fucking elaborate bullshit if you don't have any fundamental. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. Like the the worst part about being self-taught is that there's no one to teach you that you have to learn fundamental yeah right like there's no one to just sit there and be like don't waste your time with this ignorant shit waste your time with all these circles straight lines and squares yeah 
Yeah, don't punch above your weight class. Right. Fundamentals are always, and I think it's maybe like that, that bridge when you start getting towards 20 fucking years in. It was like year 17 for me when I finally sat down to do a tattoo and it was like a really technical tattoo. And I was like, not worried, not stressed, not nothing. And I'm like, it's just a fucking tattoo. There's just nothing. It, you don't, every line is the same. It's, it doesn't come down to like having to translate this piece and being an artist because you're not being a fucking artist on skin. You're literally just doing a tattoo. Like, can you color a Lisa Frank poster? <laughs> you know? So I, I had this uh, kind of epiphany the other day. I did something. I don't remember what the fucking tattoo was, but Brooke was there and she saw it. And then she's like, oh, you make it look so easy, though. And my immediate response is, it fucking is. <laughs> and then I had to I had to stop and think about that for a little while. I was like, is it easy or is it just easy now? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then I'm like, so there's that part of my brain that's like, everything that goes on in tattooing is easy. It's, it's a really simple process. It is really simple. But, but it's it's a simple process once you understand the process. Yeah. That's so developing your understanding is not easy. The process is easy. That's it, dude. Yeah, because I, I think like, and I, I won't speak for you, but I can kind of make an assumption here that like early on in your career, you would do something and you'd fucking nail it. You just nail something, some simple technique, and it felt right. And then you kind of almost like you're chasing a drug. You chase that. You'll keep testing, trying to figure right. out how it went to try and understand it. When realistically, then all you're doing is just getting in your own fucking way. Because if you just chill out and just just do it again, just let the fucking mood take you and slowly over time become adapted to it, you'll understand it through fucking progress instead of trying to search for whatever. It would just happen quick. I think that's like... The key thing was like tattooing is really not that hard it's not you know right i gave maria a four hour she gave me a four hour tattoo i gave her 30 minute instruction on how to do shit no no buffer she's not an artist nothing i'm like just do this she did a fucking cover up on my leg that is one of the best tattoos that i have and she nice. <laughs> and she just sat down and did it i mean she's a little rough in a few spaces which is fine just covering up my ex-wife's face on my legs. So that was good. <laughs> <laughs> but she just sat down and did it. I was like, do this, do this, do this, do this. Don't think about it too much. Just go. And she's like, okay, fine. And nailed it. And when she did that, that was like six or seven years ago. Remember, it kind of like opened my eyes. I was like, this isn't that hard. Why am I making a big deal out of this? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's essentially always it. And tattooing. Yeah, dude. And, okay, so what makes tattooing hard um, psychologically, right, is that we are so ingrained with the idea that tattooing is an art form. Yes, and it's not. It's not. No. Tattooing is a reproduction process, right? The yeah. art and all that shit happens somewhere else. It happens on a piece of paper or on your iPad or wherever the fuck. That's yeah. the artwork. Tattooing is just reproducing that, mm -hmm. right? So, like, if you can just pick up a fucking sharpie and trace over a drawing that's already drawn you know how easy that fucking is that's yeah. tattooing right yeah. all you have to do is understand a step-by-step -step process to reproduce this shit that is elaborately drawn out ahead of time yeah right there's just certain stupid rules tricks tips simple bullshit yeah that you have to figure out along the way and it just makes everything easy yeah and that that was like missing i think from our generation when we came through right because like people didn't 
no one knew why you were doing what you were doing. They just knew right. how to do it. And so everyone always had these like get rich quick schemes almost and how to become famous in tattooing with their seminars and all that shit. But it did it 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 took like a long time to really pick through the the why you're doing it. Now you don't have to, young people. You could just listen to us and we'll fucking tell you. It's not fucking hard. <laughs> this is why there is some science behind it if you want to know and listen to me travel on for hours, but it's not it's not hard. The, the the idea of like if you can't draw it on paper you can't tattoo it holds true like you can't you right. can't punch up your weight class right so if you can't actually do it then you shouldn't be able to do it as a tattoo but at the same time if you have enough of the techniques and you do understand why you're doing what you're doing i could see you punching above your weight class because it's just reproduction at that time maybe i'm yeah, even this sure. weekend i taught myself how to do dot work shading but better than what I had done before yeah. just by changing the angle of the machine when I did it. Yeah. Straight up and down, steeper angle. Which way did you go? Uh, way steeper angle mm -hmm. and pushing forward yeah. with the foot. You know, like um, before I was more like, I don't know, 45-ish or something like that. Just kind of like, uh, the same way, that shit, right, right? The same yeah. way you would do some soft shading with black and gray. And I was like, yeah, this shit's just not working out. I was like, what happens if I just jam this shit into the skin? <laughs> so, yeah. boom, big black dots everywhere. I was like, perfect. Yeah. It's fantastic. I remember uh, trying to teach people how to whip shade. That was like one of the first mm -hmm. techniques you learned, at least back in the day, right? Is how to whip right. shade. You plant and flick. That's it, right? And I, I see a lot of people not knowing what a whip or slash flick shade is anymore but like that's just the easiest way to fucking create some dart work dot work right and so, but instead of flicking out you just run it forward you just fucking sustain train you bury that motherfucker on the tracks and just go faster right. than that shit moves up and down your hand is moving forward so it doesn't create a solid line that's cool i like the steepness though you were like sub 45 like super low yeah real low um slightly longer needle throw than yeah. typical so like instead of your like 1.5 or 1.75 maybe like just a little bit more than 1.75 because i at that point i'm trying to account for the plastic around the needle yeah yeah so just a hair out farther than what it probably should have been and then pushing forward at a steep angle and you get just super crisp black dots i was That's like this fucking is fucking awesome. genius yeah <laughs> that's super cool did you have to adjust your stretch at all or do you keep it super tight loosen it up like uh usually just pretty tight it's so. pretty tight yeah it's kind of funny i have this like weird visualization i'm trying to come up with some mathematical equations to do this but i always figured stretching is kind of like tuning a guitar you know yeah kind of so as you're like tightening the the skin it's almost like pulling tight on the guitar string right so the reverberations are going to become tighter which is going to change the pitch of it and that the, the perfect oscillation based on machine speed is going to be your stretch so that realistically, when the needle hits, it's causing the skin to undulate down and come back up and meet the needle as it's coming back down. So it's always got this constant working together, right, right rhythm. If Weird. you're too loose with the, the dot work, you're going to catch a snag. Oh, so fun. you want tight skin. That's funny as hell, too. I love tenting where you see the skin just like you pinch your shirt and pull up. Oh, and it's just like <laughs> it's stuck. You're like, whoops. And then you stretch and go, and it just pops out. All right, well, it works. 
every once in a while i'll do that Got way back in the day just a little uh, bit too long yeah <laughs> <laughs> way back in the day we used to have this shit that we called powder shading right and oh, that's a yeah. term that nobody throws around anymore but no they don't do they this was like the specialized skill back in the day if you can get your fucking mag to do absolute perfect gray shading right with your gray wash and it just looks so fucking smooth and amazing People would drool over that shit. Yeah, right? dude. The, the powder shading is so fucking powder good. Shading. I haven't heard that in a long time, dude. Yeah, like, but the like only a way decade. You can, the only <laughs> way you do it right uh, is by having a kind of loose stretch yep. on the skin because it's got to have enough give on the skin to yeah. actually like let the needle softly hit the whole surface area. Mm-hmm. It, it's like counterintuitive to how we do a lot of other tattooing, but the softer the skin is, the softer the shading is that you're going to get. It's pretty cool stuff. I'm like, yeah. I'm still obsessed with it. So like when you go oh, through totally, my work, dude. you can, I always try to get the smoothest shading fucking possible. Hell yeah, dude. You and I both, that's that picture I, I posted online with all that gray shading in the background. I did super quick. Same thing, dude. I'm changing based on like thickness positioning on the body, like where, where the skin is at, how much tension I'm putting on it. So it's like constantly adapting to try and keep that same amount of just give, right? Cause you're trying right. to control how far those fucking needles go in. So you're just getting those tips and they're moving quick. I had my, my uh, black and gray coil machine is running like 165 cycles a second. It's fast, <laughs> right? Yeah. Pretty steep. And I'm just fucking single pass moving forward, gentle back. Right. And just like, one third overlap just kind of like waving wanding back and forth and it's just like smooth as shit there each spots a little bit different like fuck oops got a little drag line on that one if i could pick her up do it again and just blend out everything i fucking love it when it looks like that love right it. yeah it's so satisfying so satisfying i had to work i had to work a few years trying to figure that shot because no one knew how to fucking do it you know <laughs> when i was first getting at it i would always use seven mags and nine mags yeah and like you you have to try to nail smooth shading with your small mags and then switch up to a 13 to a 15 mag yeah you're, you're gonna get the smoothest smooth fucking shading on the, the planet. fucking world it's crazy how that happens where i went from like a uh a stack mag i don't think that people even use those anymore do they no <laughs> <laughs> No, Ryan, that's way too old school. I went from like a stack mag and I went from like a, a seven stack. It was just a fucking four flat basically with like, you know, right. on top of it. I remember I was getting some really smooth powder shading on some of the work I was doing. And I, I jumped up to like a fucking 13, like a, just a 13 curve mag. I was like, rup, 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 just passing back over the skin. It was so smooth. I felt like such a dipshit for trying for <laughs> so many years to get this fucking seven stack to work. Because, I mean, it's like, I don't even know, it's a one-eighth of an inch thick or some shit, and trying right. to like lend out this sleeve with that stuff. Ugh. God, I felt like such a dipshit. You throw on that fucking 13, all of a sudden it's like, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> all tattooing is in a, in a nutshell. It's just feeling like an idiot one second and a genius the next second. Yeah. And then the next day when you go into the tattoo shop, you're just going to feel like an idiot. <laughs> By the end of the day, you're going to feel like a genius because you yeah. just figured all that shit out again. And it's oh, just a recurring God. process that happens throughout the years. <laughs> and the more and more that it happens, right, uh, the more of that genius shit you retain, 
and yeah. the less you feel like an idiot but you're yeah. still constantly feeling like an idiot just for new shit yeah that's, <laughs> that's why you don't specialize until way late down the road like just keep right. fucking trying stuff right if you sit down and you're just like all i'm gonna do is peonies with fucking what was that was it national pink what was the fucking the one pink that we used everyone used back in the fucking early aughts Oh, I don't know. I avoided shit like that. Oh, you did? There was this one baby pink that everyone's... I never used this shit either, but I remember everyone was like, that's just the pink. I think it was skin candy pink back oh, in the wait. day. Ugh. Everybody was nuts about skin candy. Ugh. That stuff was just but yeah, no, horrible. the start of uh, my, my color work career, uh, I avoided all bright colors. Pinks, lime greens, bright yellows, etc. No I hated shit. it all. I just didn't <laughs> like the way it looked right in the skin. On. Yeah, I hated it. So I was like, in my brain, I viewed myself as the originator of dark, gross, muted fucking color <laughs> because that's all I would ever fucking use. Yeah, I just wanted everything dark and like muted, aggressive. Heavy. Yeah, right. Fuck yeah. Because <laughs> I hated all that bright, colorful bullshit. But now I, I've like, I've turned the, the new leaf in my tattooing yeah. chapters and i'm like fuck it let's just go as bright as possible <laughs> a pendulum slings back the other way it's like this is just gonna be i told you every time i look at one of your tattoos when you do it like your way my air quote around that right it always fills me with joy and like you're such a fucking dark sardonic just fucking <laughs> you know angry man and then when you like do your tattoos i'm like that fills me with joy and hope for the future it's fucking fantastic dude <laughs> I'm like he used orange so effectively in his stuff today. It was just so great, baby pink throughout. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that was that moth piece too. I see it like went from like a muted tone up to like this bright kind of like limeish green, but it was like a muted lime green. It was fucking rad, dude. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she came in and I was oh. like, uh, "Sorry in advance." I, was, I told her I, all I brought with me, ink wise, was primary colors. Nice. I had to sit there for an hour and a half and pre-mix every it's single it. fucking color. <laughs> Hopefully you just have a whole bunch of like little number nines like lined up and trying to fucking match them, right? Grab a big Pretty much. You did? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fucking I had to mix rad, every single fucking oh. color. And usually when oh. I put out my inks, I'll do uh, three variations of each color, a dark, medium, and a white. Mm -hmm. So... Not only am I making each color, but I have to make each the variant of variant color. Of oh, man. That's but I told her I that. I was like, it's going to take me like an hour to get through this. So <laughs> you know, I just watched some TV or something. <laughs> uh, that's great. And then forever for tattooing because the uneven. I always like to call it marshmallow skin. Because like if you figure we're trying to tattoo a marshmallow, right? If you stretch it too much, it just rips in half. But I don't know if that's quite right. I kind of seen like hyperkeratinosis. It looked like there was like texture to the skin, right? When you were working some areas, some spots. Yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, it looked rough. Did it bleed at all? No, not that. really. Not uh, not a lot of weeping. Not a lot of bleeding. Um, like I said, I I tried to pay as much attention to the actual skin as I could, like mm. spotting for irritation to see what was possibly going to be the worst case scenario there yeah uh, it wasn't too much of a horrifying situation this you know it was just a slow process keeping an eye on everything and make sure everything went smooth yeah dude i was gonna say i think i remember the picture and i think i made a comment to you too like 
that didn't take very long, did it? And you're like, no, it took fucking forever, bro. Because <laughs> it wasn't even that red, right? Let me pull up that fucking picture right now. Man, we sent a lot of texts over the past fucking week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Was that? No, that's where I sent you that fucking eagle thing that I was working on. Woofa doofa. Yeah, dude. Like, like legit. Like, there's... Let's let that focus in here. Ta-da. It's not going to focus in at all, is it? There's, like, barely... No, it's almost there. It's almost there. There's, like, no redness. You can kind of even see through the graininess of this, right? Like, there's, like, no right. redness in that. That was rad. It was just a good tattoo, man. That was a good tattoo. It was good palette. There is a fucking snail in it. Gee, I knew I... I don't know why. I just, like, kept thinking, like, there's no snail in that. It's just a fucking moth. No, there's a fucking snail in there. There's a good tattoo. That's a good tattoo. What did you line those leaves with? Was that with the brown? Yeah, so uh, along with everything else taking forever, I made sure that I outlined everything with their own individual color spectrums. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was wondering if you gray lined it. I'm zooming in now and I'm like, there's no gray. Well, there's a couple gray lines in here, but there's not. Like a lot of this is just like that, that darker tone color offsetting everything else. Fuck me, dude. <laughs> Those cherry blossoms out the bottom are red, too. I didn't actually look this close to it before. A little bit of bruising up by the armpit, loose skin, stretch marks and stuff, too. It's not that stressed out. That's rad, dude. Really rad. And this person just had, it looks like a couple skin tags removed as well. That's crazy. <laughs> like you fucking, you nailed it, bro. This is rad, rad. cut out the long pauses that's so fucking cool dude that gradation coming off the bottom of the stems and slowly lightening as it gets up towards the top that is so technically fucking difficult to do dude everything's done with a seven mag the whole and the you whole said thing. it was like small <laughs> it's yeah. like hand like palm <laughs> size hand like like hand sized right that's fucking wild and how was this uh, this person at the end? Just floored, super happy. Oh yeah, she yeah. wanted the tattoo. Yeah, that's fucking cool, dude. That fiddlehead is is legit. The overlap that you have with that stuff too, the contrast, and they're so close. The the the, the tones coming off of this like weird integumentary like matching from the yellow off the fern towards the fiddlehead. The overlap where it's like the super light green, kind of like a pale ochre, you know, overlapping. Right is just enough to make it stand out of the distance, which is fucking rad. When you zoom in and it just like melts together, it's, that's so cool. Held the white well. Light pink's fucking rad. The white held really well on this, though. Oh, and I can see the seven mag now and the wings of the fucking moth. <laughs> I see your fucking drag sculpt, like that fucking rolling line where you're rolling your machine as you're coming around the fucking edge. That's rad, dude. Super cool. You line it with a three? Uh, bug pin five bug and bug pin threes. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That's super cool. Oh, yeah. I can see the, yeah, I see a couple of the black lines. Now. That's cool, dude. There's a funny thing when you look at a good tattoo as a person who likes to look at tattoos and judge them. I know that you and I both do this. We judge shit every fucking day. Right. All day. Anytime we go on social media, I'm like, ah, shit, 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 shit. That's all right. This shit, 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 you know? <laughs> and uh, when you look at something like this, it's just like, it's a weird gut feeling where you're like, this is going to heal up and this is going to look really fucking cool. 
It's just done, right? Five years down the road, when this softens and lightens up a little bit, this is going to be so cool. This tattoo is going to be so, like, even more so. It's going to be beautiful, right? Told her to make sure she sends me a picture of it in, like, three weeks from now. And then afterwards, I'm just going to bug her, like, a year from now. and be like, let me see that tattoo. <laughs> this turned out really well. It's like a, a fundamental tattoo. Like, everything in that is, like really strong art fundamentals layout fundamentals is compositional right like technical fundamentals like needles and stuff like this like you can tell like it's just a a good tattoo man it's fucking rad just make tattoos as complicated as you can for yourself <laughs> where you start feeling like a fucking idiot and then you fucking come up to it and you feel like a genius by the end right that's how it's we should call it exercising yeah. Right, designing <laughs> tattoos to where the moment you start the tattoo, the only thought in your head is "fuck," <laughs> and then you gotta hold that feeling until the very last fucking yeah. bit of the tattoo, yeah. when you can give a big ass sigh of relief. Oh, and if man. you like, if you nailed it at the end of the tattoo, right, like, then you taught yourself something. You exercised your tattoo yeah. fundamental. Holy shit. I have that. It's the the lady I'm doing that watercolor biomech on. She sent me an updated yield pick, eight weeks out. Looks fucking cool, dude. If I remember, I was doing the color, and after talking with you two, you got in my fucking head. Like, that's awful dark. <laughs> like it's fine. And you're like that's awful dark. We'll see what it looks like when it's healed out. I seen that eight weeks out, dude. Everything settled really well. I used like I I think I got really lucky with the tones and stuff. I remember when I started the color, cause you're in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm going to fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stressed. I'm stressed. I'm stressed. And like four hours later, right? Like we're, we're, we're closing up the session. And uh, I was doing like, this like really like, like light mauve kind of like blend over top of some of the uh, like mid tone purples and stuff, just working through some things. And then um, a little bit of magenta. Remember when I got to the magenta, I was like fucking nailed it. <laughs> i was like i can't wait to show that motherfucker what i just did <laughs> but <laughs> i don't know how i did it too but i totally put myself in the fucking bag with that one dude because doing up the artwork i mean both of us were talking for a few weeks you're just like that doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> how are you gonna do that i'm like i don't know <laughs> wing it hope for the best wing it yeah Oh, there we go. Before we go to our fucking end of show timing here, we go to our break because we'll do two in a row. Uh, what's do you remember your best wing it moment? Barely remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> dude, me neither. I don't. I have no idea. I I I could probably think of like a thousand tattoos that I've done. Which we, we did the math, and I'm thinking if I had done all the different street shops, you know, custom shops, whatever, over the past 20 years, I've tattooed nearly, I don't know, was it like 65,000 people? Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah. I, I think on average, if you're, if you're working full-time as a tattoo artist, it's really easy to get close to like 5,000 people plus a year, so... Yeah. I was working two days a week last year and I did 800 tattoos. So yeah, dude, like, and you know, mine were not small. I wasn't just doing jammers. Right. Like mine were all midsize stuff. So I think if I was doing jammers, I could do 
I could do like 10 to 20 tattoos in a day if I was just doing a walk-in street shop. Easy. Easy. Right. Yeah. I think on average, it would be like around 13 to 15 a day. So it's doing that seven days a week. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, 5,000 tattoos a year? Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of mind-blowing to think about, but like the, that is. number fucking gets up there. You tattoo a lot of fucking people in a year. You yeah. know, you, you don't realize it because, you know, you're just throwing it off your fucking shoulder at the end of the day anyway. But uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. My goal was to get to 100 tattoos this year. That's it. Just 100. And uh, luckily enough, I've been sick enough that I've been able to pull that off so far. So <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I always compare tattooing to a lot of other art career fields where like people don't really understand how fucking demanding tattooing can actually be for people. Oh, yeah, you know? dude. The amount yeah. of shit that we do, I just in consultation for people, then drawing for people, then physically tattooing people, scheduling people, fucking all this other shit, Everything. conventions, yeah. etc. Everything that we do is 10 times more fucking work than anything that anybody else actually does in yeah. any specified art career. Yeah. So the idea that people are like, well, I don't like my art job. Maybe I'll try tattooing. Like, are you fucking serious? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I know a dude through the through the grapevine who is like a really great um, was like artist, computer generated, whatever, graphic artist or whatever. He's like, I don't like this shit. It's just too demanding. I want to go get into tattooing. Went to tattoo school in Oregon started tattooing lasted like less than a year right back over couldn't okay. handle it you know i want to do what i want to do that's not tattooing guys like think about right. art career and then put the demand on steroids you're still doing everything that everyone else wants you to do you don't have any freedom <laughs> especially right. your first if, five years <laughs> if you <laughs> focus drawing your own specific artwork every single fucking day posting that shit constantly pushing it out as hard as you fucking can then eventually you're going to be doing your own shit but eventually you're forced to do all of that shit that you were pushing you don't out do yeah and you're not going to want to do it anymore At minimum you're get five fucking years. sick of it minimum five years that's a bare minimum when you start let's say you're past the apprenticeship you're actually working that's when you start Five years from then, you may start getting the chance to do your own shit. If you want to fucking eat, you got to do everything else because you're never even going to be able to progress. You won't be able to you know, learn, I, get better. Fuck. I still like, uh, just the other day, I spent uh, like six hours on a fucking tattoo. And then there was a couple of walk-ins coming into the shop. Uh, they didn't get done by the other artists in the shop. And I was like, fuck it, dude. <laughs> like, let's just do it. Yeah. take this money all fucking day long and do a fucking 30 minute tattoo crush yeah. it those are the best dude yeah right but i it drives me up a fucking wall hearing people complain about that kind of shit too at the same time you know like <laughs> what the fuck are you complaining about you can draw it in five fucking minutes you can tattoo it in fucking 20 minutes you yeah. can make 200 fucking bucks yeah off this the simplest fucking thing possible you can it's make that person's boy. day. You can get them exactly what they want. This is the fast fashion of tattooing. They're coming in. 
They want to get this stuff. They don't want any thoughts. They've already made up their fucking mind. You don't have to consult with them. You don't have to think. You just literally have to do your job. That's it. Just do your job. Right. Just, just fucking do it. It's too easy. Yeah. Right. Do Stop it. complaining about it. Make if you it wanted good. to be a fucking tattoo artist and then you're complaining about the fact that you have to be a fucking tattoo artist, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's no other way around it. Just uh, stop being a fucking asshole. I mean, it, it's it's one thing if you're like, hey, I don't know how to do this shit. Yeah. Right? Then by all means, that's excusable. Yeah. Right. Totally. But focus on fucking learning how to do it. Yeah. But at the same time, if you do know how to do this shit and you're just bitching and complaining because you don't want to do this shit or you're too lazy to do the fucking shit or any of the above, why the fuck are you still tattooing? <laughs> Quit. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just not. Like go paint some fucking pictures and start an uh, Etsy account. Poser. Yeah, just go do that. Go get a job at Macker's. You know, hey. I hear they pay managers six figures. Like, just go do something else. This job is really demanding. It doesn't give you anything back. You always have to give. It's an infinite fucking black hole of necessity on the opposite side. You know, right. and you the only really thing you get back is the luxury it. to pay your bills. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And if you're really good, you can, uh, and I, when I say really good, and I know that's like both of us went one side and went, nah, fuck them, because it's not really good are those regional artists who just command respect, but they're quiet, right? Dudes like Larry Brogan. Larry Brogan's just been tattooing for fucking ever. He's in fucking Illinois. The dude just super short, quiet spoken, just nice, gentle dude, slays everything right just fucking kills no one knows about him why because he's really fucking good and he pays his bills that's it you're not gonna have some stefano or fucking carlos torres or whatever it's a one in a million you know right we still only tattoo like what a handful of tattoos a year nah that's not how it is the whole time we've been talking i've been molding a dick and balls out of my fucking gummy eraser <laughs> Nice. Anyways, final thoughts on that, Brian? <laughs> Just think it's really important for people to chill the fuck out and get back to the reality of what you know tattooing actually was. Stop trying to turn this shit into your pampered weirdo little career and be a fucking tattoo artist, right? Yeah. Show up fucking early, mop the fucking floor, clean your shit, have a little pride in your fucking tattoo shop. Do all the small fucking tattoos that you bitch and complain about during the day. Just fucking do it and have fun doing it. That was the whole goal. Smile on your face. Yeah. Fuck. It's me aggro, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not even like like gatekeeping. Like we did this and you need to do it too. It's not that. It's just like I know from my side. Like I remember going through a phase where I was like, "Fuck this shit," and I thought I was special and all stuff. And when I when I finally got my ego handed to me on a fucking nice silver platter, and almost made me quit this fucking job, I had to fucking humble, which is so stupid and cliched. Now, good humble. I'm gonna go do yoga. That's not how it fucking is, right? Like I just I really had to take stock of this. Like, what am I trying to get out of this, and what am I putting in? Because there's an imbalance. No one owes you shit. You got fucking 5 million followers on TikTok. You're not special. All you got is a bunch of crazy old fucking dudes somewhere looking at you, wanting to touch you. Doesn't mean you're TikTok is essentially the creepiest fucking thing I've ever it's seen. so fucking creepy, dude. <laughs> 
I put out two of our videos, three of them on our TikTok. We got like uh, uh, 12,500 fucking views in a day. I said this is love. Evil. I love it even more. The fact that anybody watching that shit is seeing this shit so out of context. They have no <laughs> idea what's going on. They're just like, what the fuck is this random? Who are these fucking guys? Oh, wow. They said some stuff about jerking off a hippo. We're going to try this the second time because Ryan didn't fucking record the first time we did this. It was goddamn Radio Gold because I suck. That's all right. I'm out of red wine, so I mixed a little bit of red wine with white wine. So now I have like a dark rosé. Ah, there you go. I haven't drank in fucking like what, a month? Something like that? I have, uh, I have water. It's flavored like nothing. <laughs> but then when I mix it with other water, it's still flavored like nothing. <laughs> So I got my life water right now. pH 9.5. Life water gives you life. Because that's water. No, people, we're not 90% water. No, that's not right. Anyways. All right, so listener questions. I hated it when people say, we're like 95% water. No, we're fucking not. Right. No. You're about 95% carbon. You're about 95% bullshit. <laughs> yeah a whole bunch of carbon all strung together there's a lot of proteins in here amino acids in fact same thing a tree's made out of mm. we just don't have a cell wall otherwise we'd be grafting limbs on our arms and just being metal as fuck <laughs> <laughs> look at me i'm part cypress today anyways all right first listener question and we'll remember this because we were already done it once. Uh, we're cleaning and fixing pools in the sun 10 hours a day. I'm worried about the sweat getting on my tattoo or other chemicals. I'm kind of scared about what's going to happen. I'm going to get the tattoo in a couple weeks. What can I do? Take the goddamn week off after you get your <laughs> tattoo. Oh. All right. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's just common sense, right? Like, you can't submerge your tattoo, right? Sweating won't actually hurt your tattoo. Sweating comes from your body. It's generally sterile. It's not full of germs and psycho shit, right? It's not going to do anything to your tattoo. But if you're profusely sweating for hours on fucking end because you're standing out in the sun because that's your job, that's what you decided to do, <laughs> that's too much. It's keeping the tattoo way too wet. and It's going to get slimy and fucking weird and gross and disgusting. And that's just not a good scenario. Yeah. This is something we actually didn't cover in the first fucking take that didn't record in this. But what do you recommend to people who are going to be going out and doing something like this? Like they don't have a choice. They can't take the time off. They haven't allocated this in their budget. What do you tell them to do at work? Pray to whatever God it is they worship. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great, dude. I love the fucking humor on this one. Uh, so one thing you can do, especially if you're a pool person, right? You got to worry about the chemicals, all the stuff in the air. You can bring some potable water with you to work, right? Potable does not mean that it's just water from the fucking hose in the backyard of Mrs. Davis's back pool area. That's the stuff that you can fucking drink. You don't have to worry about being dirty, right? If you're worried about getting dirty and a bunch of shit getting onto it, you don't have to wash your tattoo when you're at work. You can rinse it off and just get like a jug 
nice potable water, clean stuff that you would normally wash with at home. Keep it in there. Keep it relatively cool, not too hot. You get out there, you know, you've got a really busy day. Let's say you're a landscaper or something like that. You get a bunch of like dirt, you know, caught in the hairs on your arm or even on the tattoo and stuff. You don't have to wash it. You can just rinse it off. Yeah, just run some water over top of it. Go to like a sporting goods store. You can buy those fucking uh, arm sleeves. Yeah. Right. Just buy one, put it over your tattoo gently. Don't just fucking break it over top of that motherfucker as much as you can. But it'll help keep oh, debris and exterior bullshit off of it. Mm-hmm. Right. But once again, if you're profusely just sweating like fucking crazy, you don't want that on your tattoo because that's going to retain moisture and hold it on top of your tattoo. And that's not good for it either. Yeah. Unless you have a lot of changes through it. We have a, a one recommendation that we used to do is the socks. Take like a soccer sock, tube sock cut the toe out you turn it inside out so you have the little fingerlings on the inside that wick moisture away right you flip it out you have a smooth side against your tattoo if you have like five or six of those and you work a dirty job you can change it multiple times through the day and you you can let it air out in between your changes kind of works as it gets super dirty as far as like chemicals and psycho shit like yeah i don't know what to tell you but like Don't get the shit on your arm. <laughs> Don't take the bleach tab and rub it on your tattoo. Right? It's probably not going to end well. <laughs> you imagine that? I'm just going to do a water chlorination test on this thing. Hang on, let me dip my little fucking five meter stick into this. Hang on, let me just warm this up on my tatty. Like, is it just <laughs> common sense? Just don't rub shit on your fucking tattoo. I'm just getting through this a little bit faster than we did last time, dude. This is pretty cool. We're also not going to take 35 minutes looking for that dude's name. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to skip that question. Nice. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's great. There we go. Um, oh, here's a good one. Okay, why do people use Vaseline or A&D when they do a tattoo? When did that one last? I totally skipped over it. So, well, we could answer this scientifically and mention hydrophobic solutions and bullshit, etc. But <laughs> we could also just say because we fucking do. <laughs> That's the best fucking answer that we ever given. I I know I want to normally throw in science on this. I think we'll move on. That's just good radio. Like, I don't fucking know. Just because we fucking do. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Ashley Stack. We haven't said a name here, but thank you, Ashley, for that question. Dr. Brian is in the office right now, and he's he's answering your stuff. This is fucking great, dude. Uh, okay. Oh, here's one that we skipped over, too. I'm wondering how the principle of rule of thirds that's used in artwork, is it applicable to tattooing? Seeing as art is 90% of the job, I would say yes. Dude, I'm going to get that fucking sound effect like of Law and Order. And I'm going to put that in there because I think that that's fucking great. Um, (laughs) I guess I just don't understand Uh, um, the severity of your question. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's think about the rule of thirds, because like, there's multiple rules of thirds in tattooing. So I'm thinking like photography. Well, even in art. And art. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But so what are the rule of thirds for the lay people who may not know 
well okay so like let's just talk about tattooing right mm-hmm. let's skip the bullshit uh <laughs> there's there's some really simple shit that'll oh. go into that right so like your rule of thirds could be one third black one third open skin one third color shading right yeah so that's a really rooted baseline idea of your rule of thirds so you're that's obviously from art and goes directly in correlation to tattooing right yeah. so i the premise of the question is just bizarre to me it, mm-hmm. um without that like that really 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 generic rule you're not going to make very compelling artwork right yeah. like it's just it's, it's going to fall pretty contrast flat. yeah you you need enough black in an image, and I think this is something like with, and, and we'll talk about Ink Master later on next month. But uh, this is something they kept pushing is the idea of contrast on that show, and I think a lot of people don't really know what it means. A lot of people think it just means more black in the image that's right. going to show something, right? Well, this is like if we get into a more advanced idea of the rule of thirds, your rule of thirds can then switch from one third high contrast one third low contrast one third zero contrast right mm, so that's good that's like wheaties <laughs> that's a breakfast of champions right there hell yeah so there's a lot of different ways that you can play on the concept of rule of thirds and it's always going to be applicable to tattooing so yes just, just yes, just that's the answer. <laughs> uh, so, and I don't know if I'm reaching for this one, but we'll take the rule of thirds is the three by three grid as well. Right, there's that too. Like photography and stuff. Yeah, where you're trying to find things that align on a central median or like longitudinal latitude line for the focal points that you're like framing things. And yeah, that that can work in tattooing as well, but it's a 3D surface and it works differently when you're going from a 2D plane to a 3D plane where things don't really align quite the same, right? Because as soon as you take something, let's say a, a perfectly mapped, you know, rule of thirds photograph and you wrap it around someone's forearm, it doesn't share the same thing. It doesn't have the same properties, right? Because you have different viewability and angles. You have the inside, outside, front, and back. You have like four different distinct planes that these things have to exist on. And it doesn't apply the same way. So in that way, I could say that maybe it couldn't apply. But if you're thinking about focal points and, and areas of the body that are going to be you know, topographically closer to an individual versus not, if you're aligning your rule thirds in there than it can, that's like some really technical shit that probably is left better for an in-person consultation uh, yes. rather than try to describe it over a fucking podcast, right? There's, uh, there's so many ways that you can break down that terminology third, a third, a third right yeah. like even cinematography when you're looking at your television right just watching any general tv show they have a lower third middle and an upper upper third yeah and that's just referring third foreground third midground third background there's like such complexity in this shit right right <laughs> there's so many different ways that that reads out so you'd have to have a way more specific question to get a far more specific answer, but the answer is still going to be yes. It's Apple. <laughs> That's fantastic. Dr. Brian's in the room. We should have a live calling. 
thing. We got to do a live stream sometime. We got to do that totally sometime, down. dude. We'll put it on like a what's that Instagram fucking TV, YouTube, whatever. Yeah, we should totally fucking stream sometime, dude. We should get a Twitch one. We should do a Twitch stream once a month. Come on in. I think I have a Twitch account, so we do can you? do that. Fucking done. Signed dude. on That's for a Twitch great. account because it gave me uh, discounts and unlockable characters for my Apex Legends game. Oh, that's fucking <laughs> great. <dude>. Hell yeah. <laughs> Here's a comment. It's not a question. The contents of your show should be part of a tattoo class from Harvard. If there was a tattoo course, of course. Ha ha ha. You just opened my mind to how I should see the body as a tattooer. Thank you very much. That was a good group. You're welcome. Response. That's what we're awesome. here for. Yeah, dude. That was actually really, that was really cool, man. I got past the question about tattooing a foot and should I sit on the fucking ground, which was part of our last, the last two weeks ago's questions about that stuff. If you haven't heard about us talking about tattooing dead pigs, go back and listen to the last published episode because, oh my God, Brian slays in that. Ah, uh, man. Okay. So this one, we're going to go back to the last two questions from Jesse. I think we had one more after that. We're going to go this. Okay. So um, interesting question. I had a client yesterday that had a reaction. I was tattooing the under slash inner part of the bicep and they had a bit of a breakout on the area. Uh, after being worked on, I'm wondering if it's perhaps due to the use of green green soap not being properly diluted, or maybe I didn't use the proper type of distilled water. It's almost like they had a medium type of abrasion or rash that's going on there. What do you think is going right. on, Dr. So, Brian? That's just dermatitis. Okay. Uh, generally speaking, dermatitis is a loose term used for a huge array of bullshit. If you get a rash from touching poison ivy, guess what? That's dermatitis. If you get a rash from fucking laundry detergent, that's dermatitis. It just means that your skin is irritated. Generally presents itself in the form of small little red bumps. It gets all over the fucking place. It can sometimes be itchy depending on how severe dermatitis gets, but more likely than not, it's totally harmless and it'll go away on its own. Chances are it wasn't from green soap. Um, you could literally just pour green soap directly in your hands and scrub your fucking hands with it. It's not going to do anything to you. Don't do it very often, but you know, you no. could do it. Um, it's more than likely. <laughs> you have an allergy to lavender. Stay away from right. that. It's a little bit in there. <laughs> um, more than likely, yeah. it was something exterior, probably too much laundry detergent on their shirt, or they were using a cream or lotion that's been used previously in the past and was just dirty and gross. Um, sometimes that's how people get contact dermatitis. Um Whatever it was, as long as it's gone away by now, you know, you can just chalk it up to a fluke. <laughs> that totally works. Think about the environment. Think about the time of year. Is it too hot? Do you have a heat rash? Are you thinking of it as dermatitis? And think about this. The root word of dermatitis, derm, means skin. And itis means inflammation of. Right. Right? So it's just inflamed skin. If you have any questions about what's going on, what's the best practice, Dr. Brian? Just go see a fucking doctor. Stop bothering your tattoo artist. <laughs> Tattooers aren't fucking doctors. Right. We cannot we legally give medical time. advice. We don't have enough no. lawyers to back us up if we do give medical advice. We're not part of the health board. 
just go see your doctor. They're going to give you a far better answer. Chances are I would probably give the same answer, but I just legally can't. We can't. Well, and uh, so one half of us isn't part of the health board. But this is true. Okay, well, I still right. I still don't give advice. Yeah, call me. Fuck, don't call me. I've I have I posted our phone number actually on the uh on the the website for the, like the hosting of the thing. I I actually got some phone calls. I got a phone call from a young lady in Texas. Maybe this is like kind of a good segue to get out of this shit. She called. She got uh permanent cosmetics done, microblading done on her eyelashes. And they had ended up melting the skin. Oh, well, you told me about face. this. Yeah. yeah, man. And after that conversation, which I spent like a couple hours talking to her, trying to get her calmed down, I deleted the phone number off that. So if you can find me, don't dox me. But yeah, you can send me a text. So another good thing going into that would be like, okay, if you're uh, asking us questions about the skin conditions that's just telling us that you don't know how to identify skin conditions absolutely what you should absolutely do right now is go online and take a course in how to identify skin conditions so that you can actually know the differences between these things right because if you're just going to say that the skin broke out it's kind of bumpy that doesn't actually give us a whole lot of information to go off of so we're not giving you probably the best advice here I'm giving you a generalized estimate of advice based on the information that you've provided, right? If you can tell the difference between pustules, papules, et cetera, et cetera, then you can give a far more direct question and we can give far more direct advice. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's going to be hyperbolic beforehand, right? right? If you don't know what you're actually talking about. That's a really good point, dude. I'm glad that we re-recorded this because that's like a really good disclaimer to put in there. If you send us shitty information, we can't give you a really good answer. That's what it comes down to. We're going to have to create something in our imagination, but Brian and I are both fucking scientists, right? So what we're going to do is try to remove our bias and look at it naturally. Like, what actually are you telling us? You're not telling us a whole fucking lot. We can come up with supposeds, possiblies, but it's not actually going to fix the thing that's going on. And more than likely, because this is tattooing, if something's gone wrong, it's your fault. So also, educate yourself. Uh, for the listeners that aren't tattoo artists, I said this before, um, you have like a, a week window when you get your tattoo, right? Within that first two to three days, if symptoms start to arise on your tattoo, right, they're generally speaking going to start off as bumps. But then you have to keep an eye on that. If the bumps don't get worse and they just kind of sit there, you know, chances are it's dermatitis. If there's small little red bumps, right, there might not be a whole lot going on there. If there's small little white bumps, there's an issue there, right? If there's small bumps that get larger within the course of that week, there's an issue there. Go see a doctor. There's a big issue there. Yeah, this is the idea between productive and non-productive. Right. So absolutely, you have a window of time to keep an eye on the tattoo, see what it's doing, and then go see a doctor when you need a doctor. If everything just continues to get worse, get bigger, et cetera, go see a doctor. Don't go to your tattoo artist. If they're an intelligent tattoo artist, they're going to tell you to go see a doctor. That's just how it goes, right? Yeah. Scary shit to be aware of is if your tattoo gets really, really fucking hot to the touch. If it's really incredibly sore to the touch after a couple of days, um 
if you see an immense amount of irritation around the skin, really dark, almost purpley, et cetera, go see a doctor, right? Go see a doctor. It's just easier just to fall on that fucking medical malpractice insurance than it is on most tattooers in the United States or Western world who have zero liability coverage, right? which is really frightening. The doctor's going to check it out. They're going to give you... uh, steroids or antibiotics and just send you back on your way it takes maybe an hour yeah so most people know in at least and i don't know if the number is right but i'm thinking about 50 percent of the states there's zero regulation on tattooing right there's nothing you don't need to have an apprenticeship you don't need to have any type of training all you need on average is a bloodborne pathogen certificate which you can get for five dollars online in 15 minutes and to pay the fee to have a site inspected that's it. So if you're thinking that because someone is licensed, that means they're going to be a professional, those two things are completely distant and separate of each other, right? So if you're getting advice from somebody that you wouldn't trust to fix your car, maybe install carpet in your house, maybe, I don't know, unload groceries onto your front yard, go see a fucking doctor. <laughs> it's just smarter. It's your fucking life. You end up with sepsis, you will die. You know, so many people hate doctors. It's, it's mind-boggling. Like I get it. Sometimes they're pricks, and sometimes they're fucking useless. But any doctor is going to be able to look right at your skin and almost immediately tell you what's going on with it. Yep. And even if they have a question, they're going to have the fucking rights, responsibilities, and ability to write you a fucking prescription. Right. <laughs> Tattooers can't. They're going to tell you to go put some calendula oil, oil on that shit from like Vaseline or shit. Just That's not going to heal anything. It. It'll be fine. Fuck. It's fine. Maybe you'll pick up a good thing that'll help with it. Maybe the majestic earth goddess is going to like shine down on you. Who knows? I don't know. I'm all about allopathy personally. So if I think that I've got sepsis, I prefer to have some type of penicillin derivative. The dirt. Eat a box of Kellogg's. Hope for the best. <laughs> Put them Wheaties in that mix. Oh, that's fucking great, dude. You got sepsis? Just get some Cheerios. You'll be fucking fine. That's like what the doctor told me. There's there's science here. All right. The original (laughs) Kellogg's Flakes, right, that was created as a breakfast cereal, was made using mold. And it was to make sure you wouldn't keep masturbating. <laughs> so that's fun because Puritanism works. As long as you eat a bland diet, you'll be closer to Jesus, people. Trust me. We're both Irish. We're Catholic. Lapsed. This is what works. <laughs> well, how Kellogg's went straight to Catholic tonight. <laughs> straight to Catholic. <laughs> You can't get any more fucking Irish than Kellogg's breakfast cereals, my man. Fuck me. Uh, all right, let's hit the next question here because I know last time we did this, this was fucking choice. And I wonder if you can guess what this is. But Jesse asked another question. Jesse's a good guy. I actually know him. He works up in Montreal. A young guy. Super, super cool. Really into learning. You know, started off with a the standard apprenticeship that you could get in tattooing. It's like the one that we had, right? He went and worked at the shop with these guys who've been working 20, 30 years. They know air quotes around this, everything, right? And two years in, he's starting to do tattoos and like every other one is great or a shitbox. 
And he's like, what am I doing wrong? And they said, you need to change your brand of needles. Or you need to change your ink. Your tube's not right. Your machine's not right. It's never like you don't know how to fucking tattoo, bro. It's just the brands are not agreeing with you. The brand gods. <laughs> Anyways, Jesse's awesome. Anyways, I hope he's listening to this. Uh, so Jesse asks us, can you use different ink brands? In the same tattoo. When you use different ink brands, a chemical combination happens that causes the ink to be explosive under the surface of the skin. <laughs> this is so much better than our first take. <laughs> oh, if you don't know that sarcasm, oh my God. Yeah, of course you can. Where do you think the ink's made? Mars? Of course. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You can mix shit all you want. If you listen to the first part of the show, you can hear Brian talking about how he custom-made all of his stuff right. for a tattoo. It's fine. Everything is fine. There's, yeah, use fine. whatever fucking brands of ink that you want to. If you like a yellow from one brand, you like the red from another brand, just fucking use them. You know, things that could help you out later on would be if you're using different ink brands and tattoos, um just take a picture of the tattoo pull it up on your fucking ipad and then make a list of what ink is used in what spots so when you see that tattoo healed you can see the differences if there is any as to how those different ink brands might have healed up in the same tattoo it'll be a good side-by-side -side comparison for you to use later on in your career yeah. but there's nothing crazy or harmful or weird that's gonna happen if you use different ink brands in a tattoo yeah, I just build that ontology, right? Like, get your stuff. If you know somebody from a certain genetic background, health background, age, whatever is going to take one color versus other, all you're going to do is just start being able to identify your clients more effectively to know what products to use on them in the future. Now, I'd say like 20 years ago, like when we first started tattooing, there was like a different, properly different palettes that you could get. Right. Where you could have these CMYK palettes, RGB palettes, and they would affect different. Um, results in the body right and still like some of the powder pigments that you find may fall into this thing so when you mix them you're going to get a different result like a a digital as i like to call it, digital color palette cmyk palette if i mix a yellow and a red together i'm not going to get an orange i'm going to get a pink right or a light red that's because it's going to be affecting stuff differently inside there because the actual pigments that are being used are from a different source so sometimes you can have an RGB or simple red, green, blue color palette mixed with the CMYK that's going to give you a really awkward result. But for the most part, these pigments are almost interchangeable now. It's it's 2022. Like shit just mixes. I specifically it's use that special from before to my advantage when I'm setting up color palettes so that I can get unique colors that you're not going to find. Mm. Yeah. I remember it was like Carlton used to do that a lot, right? He'd say he'd always save a small bottle of custom mixed pigment for each person he would work with. You might have to cut that out. I don't know if he actually did that, but <laughs> I hear him talking about it. He's like, that's special for everyone. Some people are just strange and do strange things. It's, it's cool. <laughs> I'm totally keeping this in the show. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, We're definitely going to have to cut that. <laughs> we're gonna have to cut that no names i'll just put a beep i'll put the you, you gotta listen to the last episode bro i know you haven't listened to it you gotta listen to it because it's just especially when you get an answering 
listener questions at the end. You got to we're going to get sued by NBC Universal for nice. sure. <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, here we go. Okay. Bring it. This is a good question. We didn't do this last time. All right. Um thank you for all the talks you've had so far. I stumbled across your podcast. I've read both your websites about stuff and I've looked at your social media. What's getting me confused is when you guys talk about running the needle against the back of the tube. This is actually what the kind fuck's of confusing about that. It makes sense for me, but I always see other people on social media, especially YouTube, pulling the line backwards against the tube, no matter what. Is there any difference when you're doing this between coils and rotaries? Should you only push or pull with one versus the other? I'm personally using a Mickey Sharps coil machine. And since I've been listening to your show, I've been struggling all over the place. I've always using a nine round liner. That's really bad English. I'm sorry, people, but this is how it's written. Um, could it be because I'm not accustomed to doing it that way that I need to practice more? Or what am I doing wrong? I don't understand. Help. Okay. That's a good question. I don't know why I didn't fucking pick this up last time we recorded. All right, so here's another case of not necessarily giving us enough information. Um, mm. Are you using steel tubes? Are you using disposable tubes? Are you using weak-ass black disposable tubes? Are you using clear disposable yeah. tubes that are super strong? Um, yeah. At the same time, you know, there's the matter of like, how far are you yarding your fucking needle out of the tube? Are you tubing the needle? Are you, there's so many things that you haven't answered so yet. Many but things. at the same time, when we're talking about keeping the needle at the back of the tube, what we're saying is that when you're holding your tattoo machine, the ink well on your tube faces forward. And you push the ink well forward when you do a line that keeps the needle securely at the back of your tube, especially if that tube has a large enough opening for your needle to have a lot of room to play around and jiggle around. So in the instance that I want to pull a line towards me, I will spin the entire machine around so the opening of the inkwell is facing towards me and pull my line directionally towards me. I will not pull my machine backwards while the inkwell faces away from me because that picks the needle up off of the back of the tube and allows it to have play. Um, really good fucking answer. That's like the best way that we can put it. Like it's, it's not hard science. Having the needle against the back of the tube is going to decrease the amount of pigment that flows out of your reservoir. It's going to make it steady, constant. Right. Gravity isn't going to play as much with this. It's going to focus more on that reciprocating motion of the needle moving up and down. Now, can you imagine there's a big well and you move the gap, that finger that's stopping that, that, that wall from collapsing, that dam, that's plugging that hole. You remove it by lifting that needle off the back. All the ink ends up spilling out. Right, you'll get a big glob of fucking ink all over the place and then you'll do a short line. It's not going to work out well for you. You know, you just make a mess. Um, at the same time, so like if you're saying that you're just you're just now deciding to fuck around and change a bunch of shit that you're doing because you were really used to something and now you're experimenting, then obviously you're going to have a hard time because you're experimenting. Like it, that's just 
Hallelujah. Case in point, one on one. You're, it's going to be yeah. fucking weird for a week or two. You know, um, yeah. there's nothing that we can do that changes that effect. You know, it's just going to happen. Yeah. But realistically, you know, so it's all really going to dep- uh, depend on so many different variables. You know, how far your needles are coming out of your tube, how fast you're running your machine, so many different things. You know, even the shape, if you're using diamond tubes versus round tubes, if oh god, that's if they have a bevel cutaway on the front of the tube or not. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) many things make a difference. Oh my gosh. I remember the first time I used a bevel tip versus not, I was like, what the fuck is happening with this shit? (laughs) I used diamond tips for like fucking eight years and I got a bevel diamond. And I was like, whoa, this is way different. Oh man, that's hilarious. Yeah. Everything is gonna act to restrict flow. The more material that's there, the harder that you press forward or backward or something, it's always going to affect how that stuff is going. And the reason why we always say go one way is because it's the most consistent. As soon as you move backwards, and this is something you'll see on YouTube, when those people are running those slick, clean, perfect lines backwards, they are moving so slowly that they are damaging the skin beyond comprehension. It's not a clean, solid, healthy line. You shouldn't be able to feel it when it's healed. <laughs> right. It looks like a good line, but it's going to cause a scar. Yeah. And that's essentially what we're talking about when we're stating these things, like the difference between pulling your line backwards or just pushing it forward the right way. You're either tearing the skin up or you're not tearing the skin up. Whether or not you're looking at it and you can tell the difference, that's on you. But we're just trying to advocate doing tattoos the right way. There's a way yeah. that works and there's ways that don't. Yeah. It's not, it, it's not rocket science, but I mean, like if you have been doing something the whole way and you've been learning off of YouTube for the past year, two years, five years, whatever, as soon as you start to question that ontology that you've built, you're going to have to start noticing the people who've been teaching you stuff have been telling you all the same things because no one on there I guess, except for me and Brian's channel, actually knows what they're talking about. Not to throw shade. There are a couple people on there who actually know what they're doing. And I'm not going to say their names because it's 50-50 with how they're actually explaining stuff. But the science behind it is pretty simple. And if you think about this and you start studying, if you want to learn more, go learn some physics. Learn some fluid dynamics. How things are going to be pulled against different substrates and mediums with different hardness and this and that, blah, 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 blah. Go and do that stuff. I'm just going to point out that if you're running a coil machine and you're yarding your fucking needle out of your coil machine a half an inch, you're a psychopath. You are a psychopath. You are. So like, just I, don't do that. If you're doing that, that's probably like case in point, the start of your problem. Mm-hmm. If you're watching videos and people have their needle out four and a half to five fucking centimeters, <laughs> right? You can see this shit from the moon. There's something wrong there. Right. It, if you're using a 102 mag stack rounded to do tribal work, solid black filler otherwise, and you're pouring ink out of a cap onto the skin to do it, you're not doing the a good job right as poor technique you don't need a fucking hundred needles to do a tattoo smoothly or effectively oh so oh, like, i may should paste a link to that in the fucking show description that fucking 100 plus mag that you sent me <laughs> i was like i barfed i couldn't even believe how ludicrous that was own this black tribal oh 
just fucking get in there. <laughs> so garbage. Burn out your fucking rotary in three and a half hours. Just push it. Fuck. Realistically, yeah. I mean, like you, you have to start thinking about the mechanical systems that you're using, right? And that's yeah. what tattooing generically is. It's just a simple mechanical system, right? So that's why sewing machines work so well. It's why coil machines work so well. It's a really simple machine. And the simpler the machine, the better it works. And if you mm -hmm. use it the right way, it will work the best way. Work. Yep. I was, uh, and I don't know if you got this too, but I, I've been using this weird analogy over like the past two or three months. Like a coil machine reminds me a lot of Tatao, right? Right. You get the Polynesian tap, 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 right? And a rotary machine really reminds me of your Izumi traditional Japanese stick and poke, pushing into the skin, lifting and pulling out, right? And the effects of each one of those and how they apply to the body actually come out very different when you look at them, especially long-term, right? So you're using these machines differently and you're wondering why stuff is not coming out the way that you want. Maybe it's not only just because of your technique, but it's also because of the fucking shit you're using. Yeah, for sure. Unless you're really skilled. Like Brian... We don't have to fucking mention this on the show, but Brian's really good at tattooing. <laughs> fucking ding! I've got the fucking chair fucking thing above my head right now. He's really good, right? So he can use a coil machine or a rotary and experience the same effects because he understands what he's doing. But if you're just new into this and you're not getting the results that you want because you're watching someone else's social media showing this XYZ, powder shading like we talked about before really thick lines or something like that and you can't get the results you want try a different fucking machine try it don't change your hand speed don't change your positioning don't change anything just try something different and see what the results are in this particular case though if if you're having trouble just pushing a line the right way that just means that you had nothing but bad practice from the start absolutely you're if you're really used to having your needle out really far and pulling lines back to you, it just simply means that you're not used to running your coil machine the proper way. You're relying on the downward striking force of your machine due to the amount of travel that it has coming out of the out of the tip of your tube. And that's not really the case it's not what you should be doing that's what all those rotary people on youtube are doing they're putting their needles out as far as they can because they're trying to get the most amount of distance before the needle hits the skin while still being able to carry ink mm -hmm. realistically you should be able to do a fucking outline on a full sleeve in an hour with a coil machine like they work fucking great especially they Work. If your coil machine is set up correctly, you can have a two millimeter fucking stroke on your coil machine and it's going to blast a fucking outline like <laughs> with zero effort. It's <laughs> We got to watch our language there because I know you were going to go into something that probably wouldn't be right. politically correct. But, yeah. So yeah. there's there's a lot of unanswered variables that are going on with your mm. question, but a lot of it it's just going to do to how you mechanically understand the process that's happening. Mm -hmm. Stability is really important with your needle. Ink flow is really important with your needle. You dial those two in, you're never going to have an issue. No, you can just fucking run till the day's end. If you're sitting there spinning your shit, keeping your fucking well open, right? 
on that line heading forward, regardless of what you're doing, you could run lines till the end of fucking days. It's not a problem. The minute that you start changing stuff, dipping it way back, and you have to pay attention to the needle that you're running rather than actually paying attention to the line that you're running, that's way different. You're not paying attention to the tattoo. You're paying attention to the process. And that's not good practice. And we've said that. Fuck, it's almost 20 shows now. I think we said that every single time. Don't yard your needle out, needle out. Don't look at the fucking tip of your needle. Look at the tattoo. Right. It's common sense. And if you're having problems with that, literally take a Bic pen, put a stencil on someone, and fucking draw on it with a Bic pen. How that feels, do that with the tattoo. Yard your shit in, one and a half fucking mils, and just fucking go. You can't get to sit your stretches off. Fix your stretch. You don't have to worry about your fucking machine. Right. All right. God, that's good. Next question. What do you got? Next question. All right. <laughs> this is a good one, actually. We skipped over this one last time as well. So <clears throat> I'm glad we're doing this re-recording. So uh, Tracy Allen Jones writes in and says, I got a uh, cesarean scar. Can I cover it with a tattoo? Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of people do that every year. I just want to point out that Done. your name sounds like a country singer. It's kind of cool. <laughs> that, that's perfect country music title right Fucking there. Fantastic. Let's answer this the rest of the time with a little bit of a Texas accent. Okay. I'm going to lisp on my fucking voice, too, because I might as well. Um, Tracy Allen Jones. Um, one thing you need to worry about is how old the scar is, of course, right? Uh, and then the the actual texture of it. So if it's mobile, immobile, if it's lifted, hypertrophic tissues lifting above that natural skin like line horizon that you have. And if it's relatively new, you, you may not be able to do all of the detailed work that you want to do with it. But that doesn't mean that you can't tattoo it. Like skin is skin. You can tattoo it. Generally speaking, so like let's say that you got your C-section uh, eight months ago, right? You might want to give it a year. Just let that shit heal out and take its natural course, right? Scars act really weird over time. They they soften up a little bit. They become a little bit more like normal skin. It'll never be normal skin. But if you give it a long enough duration of time before tattooing over it, you're going to have a really easy time tattooing over it. If you try to tattoo over that shit a week after you got it or, you know, like too soon, there's going to be issues. Absolutely. Some other things that can happen, just to point this out, if you go over top of the tattoo, the skin will split. It can bleed a lot. It can scab heavily. It can end up rejecting a lot of the pigment. The actual structure of the skin is going to be so much different than the normal skin, and we'll air quote around normal skin, that the actual like collagen, elastin fibers that make up the main structure are going to be in like so many different directions that's not going to be able to hold anything. There's going to be decreased in uh, vascularization, decreased immunological responses in the areas that it's just not going to hold. But the longer that you let it set, the more your body has to remold. Usually the better it's going to be at being able to hold the tattoo. And if you have somebody who knows how to tattoo scars, you're in. Now here's one. This is from Jesse as well. Jesse sent us 12 questions. Let's <laughs> answer it all. I'm down. So old Jesse Rickroll. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Jesse from Montreal. Back into it here. So how do we deal with pain? Clients who are in pain, pain management. How do we use the pain and the body's reactions to create a better tattoo experience? Jesse, who the fuck taught you how to tattoo? 
<laughs> and that's answered for you, Jesse. There we go. <laughs> All right. So, like, getting into your question, if, oh, if you're client is in so much goddamn pain that they're like kicking and screaming and moving around and all this crazy shit while you're trying to work you just need to stop one ask them if they have an underlying condition ms or fibromyalgia etc 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 some type of nerve issues like have a conversation with your client figure out what the fuck's going on there two if they don't have anything going on maybe start to look at what the fuck it is you're doing right because tattoos don't generally hurt that bad uh, <laughs> no so like 30 <laughs> percent of the western population wouldn't have a tattoo if they hurt bad this is one of the right. things i talk to people with their first tattoo they're scared i'm like okay how many people do you know who have a tattoo they're like oh my god so many i said okay how many of those people that you know have a tattoo can you kick the shit out of i'm like oh a couple of them i'm like well then you're tougher than them let's do this <laughs> Yeah, the reality there is if they're in so much pain that it's actually disrupting what you are doing and they don't have any underlying condition that would actually be amplifying whatever it is that they're feeling, chances are you might be doing something wrong, right? So you might want to take a step back there and figure out what the hell it is you're doing. Maybe tattooing too rough, trying to tattoo too fast. Uh, depending on the shop you're working at, whoever owns it might be rushing you to get through your tattoos faster. Tell that guy to suck a dick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because absolutely a whole bag of dicks. You shouldn't rush. Not that sucking dick is bad. We're not judging. Everyone loves a good dick sucking. Of course, we'll cut this. <laughs> Ryan's had three cups of wine. We're good to go. Mm. But the reality yeah. is, you know, there's something that you might be doing wrong. And if you're absolutely aware of the fact that you're not doing something wrong, which might not be the case if you're sending us this many fucking questions about tattooing. <laughs> um, yeah. Then, you know, I don't know what to tell you, man. Maybe Canadians are weak. <laughs> I know that not to be true. Hockey country, they're fucking boys. We'll fucking talk to Manufi friends up there. We fucking know it's just all good. I, know. I love all my Canadian buds. I fucking love Canada. I lived up there on and off for 13 years. The amount I fucking of, love Canada. The amount of people I know that fucking slay tattoos that are in Canada right now. It's ridiculous. Right. They fucking break America over their fucking knee. This is like WWE. They are the Undertaker. We are everyone else. Like they fucking slay. Right. They have all of the best artists. Them in Australia. Like it's ridiculous. If we're going into crisis management here and like, let's say that you are tattooing somebody who is for whatever reason showboating their pain tolerance, you know, uh, or lack thereof, then just tattoo for a few minutes, let them chill out and catch their breath, tattoo for a few minutes again, let them chill out and catch their breath. If they start to get bored of that pattern and then they sit back and shut the fuck up, you know? You know that they were just kind of putting on a show. Maybe they had friends in the tattoo shop and they just wanted to yeah. make it seem more exciting than what it really was. It happens, okay? I don't know why it happens, but it does. So it does. Is that, you know, if you could actually tell that they're in real pain, then, you know, you're going to have to stop and take a break and figure out what the fuck's going on. Buy a bottle of fucking yeah. Bactine, spray it on there, make it feel a little bit better. 
ask them what exactly is hurting. Ask them if it's your mag work that hurts more or if it's your liner that hurts more. Figure this shit out. Get involved. Communicate. We could do it. We we need to get a sound bite for this one, but we'll go uh, entourage watch. Every one of us who's been in the business for more than five years has had one person who's come in with a fucking entourage and the person you're tattooing acts like shit. Right. I had a Bollywood actor come into the shop about five, six years ago, and he brought in a fucking entourage, dude. He, I gave him, and I'm not, I'm not incompetent with tattooing. I can say that I'm not the best, not the worst. I, I like, I get what I'm doing, right? He wanted the letter A, and if you're a tattooer out there, I'm gonna say this font. You're gonna know it right off the top of your head, Scriptina. Scriptina, yeah, Brian's nodding his head. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Scriptina, capital A. How long would this take normally to do, Brian? Fucking five minutes. Boom, done. That stencil application dry, set up, application done, wipe cleaned, wrap out the door. Five fucking minutes. The guy I tattooed, Bollywood actor. <laughs> he brought an entourage of about 30 people, filled the fucking shop. It took me four hours to do that fucking egg. <laughs> That's funny. I would have loved to have been there. Oh. Now, every once in a while, to say this on the scientific side, not to throw this dude under the bus, I'm not going to use names because we don't use names on this fucking show. Every once in a while, you're going to find a person who whose brain is mapped a bit differently. So we have people who are auditorily, visually, or physically acutive with their in- input, right? With their with their synapses, how they interpret things, right? Some people, like if you go home after a long day's work and you listen to music and you close your eyes and you just disappear into sound to relax, right? Those inputs are going to have a greater gradient and influence on your brain and your emotions and all the stuff that goes on than, than other people, right? So you're like an auditorily acute person. If you're a person who comes home from work and you like put on TV, you don't even listen to the sound. You're like literally just watching pictures go by. You watch your tablet, you doom scroll through Instagram or TikTok or whatever. You're not really listening to anything that helps you calm down. You're a visually acute person, right? Now, every once in a while, you'll get a person who is going to go in and the only way they can ever chill the fuck out is if they get a massage, you scratch their hair, you rub their feet, you have to do something where you're actually like physically touching them. Those are physically acutive people and to tattooing, that is fucking torture to them. You're taking the one thing that makes them fucking calm, relaxed and happy, and you're turning it into fucking death. Now... I don't know if this Bollywood actor, who we will not name, was a physically acutive person, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt with how much he screamed and how fucking long that took and how many times it got threatened by three, dude, literally, like fucking three bodyguards. I'm in fucking downtown Seattle and these guys are like, what are you doing to him? And I'm like, I'm, and like, in my mind, most people from the Indian mainland are like, they just, they're normal size, right? These were like Dolph Lundgren, Rocky four motherfuckers, right? Like big fucking dudes standing around him in a thing. They have all of his friends out in there. Everyone's drinking fucking coffee. I had to go buy coffee for everyone. <laughs> it was a fucking disaster, right? Anyways, and he was dying. He was dying. 
I literally thought I was killing this guy. Four fucking hours later, I minimum charged him. Yeah, so there's always the worst case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad day. That was a bad day. Anyways, every once in a while, this can happen. So, Jesse, yes, you need to study more. Brian hit the nail on the head there, but you send this much questions in, this many questions, and you're trying to figure stuff out. It means you have glaring holes in your understanding of what's going on. And that's fine, because we all start out that way. But past the excuses that I tried to send you, you need to just open up your communication and guess maybe you don't know what you're doing. I mean, it's it's not foreign for you to stop, look at your client directly in the eye and say, hey, are you fucking okay? <laughs> like, just ask them. Just stop. Open your mouth. Here's a good one for you. All right, so Maleficara wrote in and said, Brian, <laughs> literally Brian, I'm not an artist. I can't draw. However, I love tattoos. I'm so thankful to have you say what you say and to have the resources you're putting out there so I can learn. I love knowing more about this art form and skill sets. I find you fascinating and beautiful. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you. First stalker! Brah, 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 brah. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, cool. All right, last question, and then we'll get into our outro, the first one ever. I think we've finally fucking done it with our show. <clears throat> this is the last question from Jesse. Nice. We're just going to hire Jesse to ask questions. Jesse's already planned to come out and work at our shops. I already told him that you got the place out in Arkansas, and he's like, hey, can I come out and work at this place? I'm like, you drive up to Brian's place, I guarantee you he'll put you to work. He's like, you're not really? gonna like it. Yeah. <laughs> he will put you to work, bro. All right. Uh no, never mind. Fuck Jesse's thing. Sorry, Jesse. I love you, but we're not gonna do that. We're gonna do another one. It's from Frost Morn. It says, I've heard you guys say about uh multiple passes on the skin. Specifically that you shouldn't do more than three. Shouldn't do more than I'm... one. <laughs> i've always seen tattooers online doing multiple passes to achieve gradient shading dot speed or overlaying stuff they have to go over it multiple times to achieve darker tones how can i do it more efficiently and make it less damaging to the skin all right frost winter soldier whatever the hell your name was we I fucking get this one this is one question that i think me and brian get all the time <laughs> this, this is a, a two-part thing here first and yes. foremost if you're doing like let's say dot work you're not doing nearly as much in one tiny little area as if you were to roast a fucking mag through there trying to color pack yeah. right you're yeah. the tiny little bit of shit that you're doing is not enough to actually do anything right that's why you can see all those individual little fucking dots so stop worrying about that that's that's bizarre um yeah. and you'll be able to tell if you overwork dot work <laughs> you're gonna have big fucking oh, chunks really it's, it's... really 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 quick yeah, yeah so there is 
Yeah. It looks like somebody's taking a pickaxe to the skin. Remember uh, the old term, I think when we started, it was you hamburgered. And I've got like air quotes around this, where you hamburgered the skin. Right. And we all got to learn it early on because we're using four pound machines running at 13 volts. And when you run a line too slow, you would literally see a cavernous depth of dead skin laid behind you that's dyed whatever right. color you're using. Specifically, yeah. when we're talking about passes and things like that, we're talking about your highest point of saturation and the momentum with your needle, how fast it's running. So if you're doing line work and you're running at 140 fucking cycles per second, pulling a line, you're going to do one pass. And if you didn't get that shit in in one pass, that second pass is probably going to tear that shit up. Absolutely. So, oh my God. Yeah. Would two, dude, would 140 cycles per second, a standard hand movement? If you ran over that twice, there would be no skin. Right. It would just rip it right out. Fucking gone. So, golly. Generally speaking, that's what we're talking about. That's why I always advocate for one pass tattooing. I, I can saturate a full area of black in one pass and not have to go back into it again. And it's just being consistent with everything that you're doing so you make sure that you're not overly damaging the skin but on certain specific things like let's say you're using your liner to do shading your liner is not hitting as much skin or surface area as a fucking 15 mag right if you're running your liner at like let's say four and a half volts because you're using a goddamn rotary machine um it's not running anywhere near as fast as a coil machine set at six and a half volts that already runs high, right? So you can make multiple passes over that to get darker. At the same time, you could just fucking start dark. Like, that's not hard. Start dark, work to light, do one pass. You can do it with dot work just as easily as you can with any fucking thing else. That's it, dude, because people I find who are doing this wand flick shading type of back and forth pendulous type of shading, they're not comfortable committing to the skin and they need time to identify what they're doing. So they're waiting until it reaches that that point that they're happy with. Then they stop. It's it's a lot to so like, let's say that you're trying to shade in an area you're using a gray wash for your shading. You can pass over that area 500 fucking times with your gray wash. It's never going to be black. You know, like it's just not going to heal that way. But you could start with black or a darker fucking gray wash and just make your dark area, your dark area on your first try. Uh, I just don't understand the backwards science. (laughs) Why would you try to work from light to dark? Yeah, I I get that a lot too. And it, it, I think it's just insecurity, right? Like when you when you when you go into lay, let's say you're going to do a solid black. We got 100% black in a cup. You lay your fucking needle and you're flicking out and you're trying to create a smooth powdered gradation coming off. We're going to use that a lot. I think that's going to be the fucking word of the week is powdered shading, people. Um, when you do that, if you don't lay it right the first time, you're fucked. And I see so many dudes, especially old school tattooers, who go in to do that fucking light powder flick shade out, and they get about fucking 30% out of their fucking stroke line, and it looks okay, and then all of a sudden they get that fucking peppered bullshit coming out. The chop. That's chop. (laughs) Chop, 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 chop! Yeah. 
That's because that flick actually moves faster than their original hand speed. So what they're ending up with happening is your mag double hit or it caught the skin and flicked out of it and skipped. So there's, there's a lot of ways that you can inadvertently end up with chop and it's really just being not consistent. Yeah, that's just bad technique. Which is cool because now people turn that into a technique. <laughs> You're working on one of those pieces right now too, aren't you? It's that heavy, dark, fucking, you know, right. the, uh, the wolf thing. Yeah, you got to play with that stuff. But I mean, I think that's like where you're at or like, and I know I can pull this stuff too. I can speak for myself, of course, not for you. But it's like if we wanted to pull that technique and utilize it in a tattoo, it's not fucking hard to do because we know it's, it just is what it is. Like I wouldn't use that same type of quick lift and flick type of technique to try and create something that's smooth and gradiated. Like yeah, a no, processor. 210%, like all rights to the mag chop goes straight to Mike Chambers. <laughs> but he, he took it and he made it a thing and it looks mm-hmm. fucking awesome every time. He does, dude. Carlos Torres, his uh, mid-gray background, ghosting, smoking that comes off, all fucking mag chop. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, who's another one? Oh, I say Josh Duffy back in the day. But Josh Duffy now is no. <laughs> his stuff is so good. I love Josh Duffy. He's so good. Oh, I, I who was I talking to the other day? I didn't know who Josh Duffy was. Like, who do you think is one of the best black and gray artists in the world? I'm like, Josh Duffy, hands down. They're like, what do you mean? And I showed them this stuff, like, that's really good. I'm like, yeah, he's a really good tattooer, right? <laughs> I don't know if there is a best black and gray artist. I think there's a big group of black and gray artists, right? None, none of them are the best. Nobody's absolutely perfect at what they're doing, and everybody has shit days. So get the fuck over it. Stop labeling people. <laughs> they get that fucking solid set technical stuff where they're all even, right? Like Boris. Boris is... I I, I can't even... I don't even know, right? Like, I, I fanboy over Boris, and I have for years. But dude, <laughs> he's ridiculous, right? Like, he's he's a mile above artistically. But his black and gray work, I can't tell the difference between uh, Josh Duffy, Carlos Torres. I can't tell. Like, they're all kind of the same, right? Because tattooing has limitations, unlike artwork, right? Like, we have canvas, painting, sculpture, all these things. But there's no limits. Tattooing always has a limit, and it's the person you're fucking working with. That's the limitation. Right. They're going to set what you can do. If I have a 95-year-old woman from northern manitoba canada rock and roll canada if i have her come in to get a tattoo they're fucking snow bleached skin 95 years old paper thin i cannot do the same tattoo as i could do on a 19 year old from jacksonville florida it's not the same it's not the same i would say the best black and gray tattoo artist is just the tattoo artist that does a good tattoo that day (laughs) Oh, hands down, it's, dude. It's just hands it's going to change every single fucking minute of every day. It probably will, actually. No, you're totally right, dude, because I've seen some of those fucking dudes roll into a convention and hit and 
fucking not send it out the park. Yeah, I I never gotten into the the comparison uh, of bests, right? Like, yeah, it's just bizarre concept to me. No one's the best. Well, compositionally, we could say that there are some who are. Oh no, actually, I got you. They're way better than others, but there's no one who stands out above that top crowd. There's there's a whole spectrum, right? Like you can see the shittiest and that's just the guy that started the first day right yeah and then yeah. you see the better artists those are just people that had a longer time in the field that's fucking right <laughs> james text compositionally i fucking love his stuff dude steve moore composition these are all canadians as well right right clint danroth compositionally awesome damian robertson fuck dude he's like so good at big work and crushes i seen him uh he posted a video he did a back piece in like fucking eight and a half hours like it's just good work but it's just sound foundations that get them there like like you and i both like i know i can speak with both of us on this like a fine detailed full sleeve we can line out in under three hours like it's right. not hard you know and it's just because the foundational knowledge is there gray shading like i did lauren's sleeve like you've seen the picture right that was two and three quarter hours i shaded the whole fucking thing people thought i was high on meth <laughs> no it's it's found <laughs> maybe no not really but i mean it's just foundational fucking application of stuff right and i think that that day dude saturday actually i was like on i was on point i had a good day just like you were saying i actually could say that like i was everything i did i think was was at 95%. Like it was good. There's no questions. And it was rote. I was just in the fucking flow. The day before, dude, not so much. I still yeah, I did see. good tattoos, but it was a lot more fucking work on my side. I have shit days at least once a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's always going to be a day. You're either pissed oh, off when you get to work or your yep. client was somehow annoying or fucking mm-hmm. strange. You know, Something shit doesn't just fit the way you wanted. Right, it's too shit big, just doesn't it's work too out small. sometimes. Yeah, or you'll have weeks where it's just that week, everything is fucking bad. <laughs> I love the fucking theme weeks. Right, this theme week for me and Brian was shit wasn't the right size. That's <laughs> true. Nothing was the right size, dude. I mean, I've been sleeping on an air mattress uh, for two weeks, so yeah, I've been. It's been a rough two weeks so far. Yeah. I got to stay at the Comfort Inn. That was all right. <laughs> I got to stay at the Comfort Inn. And uh, I did have a meth head smoke meth on top of the hood of my car when I went to go get my bags. So that was pretty cool. That's a good week. Uh, that's a good week. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. I don't think we need any more fucking questions tonight. We've got We've got loads more. Like I'm, I'm just doing a roll through because I've been putting our stuff up on here. I mean, there's a lot of fucking questions that we can pull from this stuff. I don't even uh, know how long we've been recording. I think we've been doing about an hour, hour and a half. Well, we'll do this. We're going to do our, our first outro the second time so that you all know what's going on. And I think this will be maybe a little bit more professional because uh, in the next coming weeks, we were going to be having a ton of fun people in here. Um, next week, we should be having... Hopefully, if I can get him to get on the fucking call, my buddy Adira, who's working at Texas Tech, who's developing DNA vaccine technology using tattoo stuff, which is super duper fun. We've been working together for a little while. And and uh, Brian has hooked not 
not not a fucking catfish, but the world's best, in our opinion, world's best fucking painter. It's just rad. What's Anthony Weidschulis? So if you haven't heard of him, you should just go look it up. Anthony Weidschulis. Uh, he's an instructor. He runs seminars, educational programs, constantly providing information for artists around the world, etc. He's an amazing human being. And hands down, my absolute favorite painter. Not to mention, just in my professional opinion, the world's best oil painter. The guy's hands a, down amazing. He's, he's a monster. You can see what he does at scale. It's impossible. And you know, when we when when I'm sitting there arguing with Brian about the aesthetic principles of different values of art, when it comes to Tony. There's, I can't fucking say shit because Tony's just really good at what he does. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, after, oh, fuck. What we got? We got September beginning. We got a cognitive neuroscience coming to talk to us about marketing and how it affects the human brain, specifically with tattooing, which I think is going to be a ton of fun. Oh, and we recorded this last time. I didn't remember to put this on here. I have one of the key members of the American pragmatic philosophical society coming on to talk to us about the ethics of tattooing and how client relationships matter. Nice. That'll be fun. We're essentially the heavy metal version (laughs) of NPR. We are. And this is NPR (laughs) tattoo PR radio. Fuck. I need to probably do that again. What else can we do? We just have Tattoo PR. I can cut that in. Uh, oh, hi. This is Tat PR Radio. No, that's not good. Um, <laughs> oh, this is Scab PR Radio. No, that won't work either. Fuck, I don't know. I'll have to work on that one for the outro. Nice. Anyways, that's it for today. All right, so that's our show. Thanks for listening. Um, I want to say thank you for Brian for being just so awesome this week. I was doing the proofing of this, and it was just funny as all heck. So I hope that people enjoyed it. Uh, once again, if you can, take a take a cruise over to your podcast provider of choice and leave us a review, star, like, recommendation, rating, anything like that. It would be very, very, very appreciated. Uh, hopefully we can start reading those out again come next week. We keep getting them. I mean, I'll read them out if we don't get very many. I'm not reading out shit because you aren't doing your part of the job. Is that passive aggressive? Aggressive? I don't know. Anyways, that's going to be our show. Oh, oh and we have, a, we have a Facebook group now. So it's been going here for a little bit, but I've never plugged it. I don't know why. You can find us on Facebook, Two Dudes Talk Tattoos. Join up. We post on there, you know, once, twice a week, something like that. But it's got a bunch of people on it, and we're hoping to maybe turn it into a bit more of like a question-ask community, a place to keep centralized rather than a Reddit group because, ugh. Reddit's too depressing at times, and I think y'all know what I mean. If you have used Reddit, it is, it's mean at times. It's kind of like Twitter, but people get more time to say what they want. Which, you know, if you're like me, and if I start something reading it wise, I have to finish it. It's just torture. Anyways, that'll be it for the show. We'll see you next week. Everyone stay safe, stay cool, uh, stay out of fires if you have them raging near you. And uh, yeah, have a good one.